Welcome to Gangster Goddess Broadcast with Auntie Dre and Uncle Chris. Today, we have a happy hour happening here from Germany, New York, New York, New York, New York, and New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm LA. We're in California. I'm LA. We're, um, this is the end of our show, but we're pretending it's the beginning, and this is how we're doing our intro. Right, guys? And to say hi. Coming at you live from Venus, Uncle Dre and Auntie Chris bring you Gangster Goddess Broadcast. We are late right away. Now, Chris? No, Dre, um, the boys did it. Our, our men did it. We're sl- oh, we've been, oh, okay. We're ready to go. Yeah, because they know that we're not good at slating. Chris and I, Kimber, this is Chris over here in the corner. Nice to meet you, Kimber. Um, Hi. You got Hi. Hi. See, I want to see Hi, you. Kimber. There you are. Hi, Kimber. Kimber. Hello, how are you? Kimber. <laughs> oh, my God. Kimber. <laughs> I feel a little crazy right now. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel right now. I, I might cry, Joseph. I might be the one behind the monitor crying right now. It's weird seeing everyone together. I know. I get. I get to be a voyeur. I get to be a voyeur. Which is great. Yeah, you get to see for the first time. I heard you can just ask us questions. You can just ask us for the dirt. Well, I want to hear the dirt. I want to know first. I'm like new to this whole thing, so I want to know who did what and whose role was what on the set. I have no idea. Who's what? Kimber, what oh, were I'll you? Start, I'll start. Okay. Oh, Dre, what were you? You were an actress. Extraordinaire. <laughs> go, go, guys. <laughs> I was a makeup department head. But what's everybody say? What you did and for what seasons? Let's do that. Oh, perfect. She said she was a makeup department that gave head. What? Hey. <laughs> nice. Oh, right. And that's how that's how she met Steve. That's how she met me. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was her key makeup for everything but the first season. Awesome. Oh, you were second season. I did okay. all the seasons. I came in the second. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Kimber did everything I came on the beginning of the second season. To the end. Okay. Hi, I'm Joseph. Uh, I was on seasons four, five, and six. And I'm from the costume department. Joseph, <laughs> I've been following you on your Instagram. And when I see uh, pictures of you, oh my I God, get so hysterical. excited. I'm like, you're hysterical. But just when I see you, like on the red carpet and all of the, all the things that have been going on since Sopranos and all of your, all of your achievements in, 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 in wardrobe oh, and cool. costuming, I flip out. And then on top of it, you look gorgeous and your clothing. I'm like, I, I'm in love with you. Anyways, oh, anyway, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll it's stop. Mutual, it's mutual. Thanks to Theragun for supporting Gangster Goddess. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated... Your deepest, mm. darkest secret? <laughs> that does, I thought you were going to Combination of depth, speed, and power. And now as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Try Theragun for 30 days by going to theragun.com slash GG. GG. Yeah. Kings, you got it. That's right, people. Do it. Go back and watch the show. We have a nice show for you today. Goodbye.
Um, Jen, seasons four, five, and six too? No, I stole you. Yeah, you stole me for season six A. So I was there season four, five, and six B. And I was the first team PA, so I took care of the cast. The audience should know, our listeners should know, that this is the famous ginger that I talk about in every single episode. Every single episode. ginger. (laughs) Yeah. We love ginger. And now we got Kristen, the boss. So I I think I'm the only lifer here, if that's true. Um, The only show I didn't do was the pilot. Uh, I came on season one as the second AD. And then by the end, I was the assistant production manager. So I kind of worked my way up the show. Wow. (laughs) I I guess I'm the number one lifer because I was there for the pilot. That's right. Um, But you were someone else in the pilot, right? I was some, yes, I was someone else. And I wasn't supposed to be there that long. So I got really lucky. You guys all took care of me like I was a little baby. (laughs) <laughs> you were you were a baby you were a baby oh thank you to our sponsors green chef yes go to um greenchef.com slash gg90 and use code gg90 for how much are 90 dollars off yeah. it's a lot um and it includes free shipping so yeah. that's great and it's freaking delicious get back to our show oh, right starving. now yes. we'll be back later Kimber knows me from before Sopranos. Do you remember? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you remember when we did Swift Justice? Oh, dear God. Swift <laughs> Justice? You, you didn't remember. I just reminded you. You did my makeup on Swift Justice. And I Swift was, I had never. Justice, the best review I've, I ever read of it was if the title were true, it would be canceled by now. <laughs> I never saw it, but you. Oh my you god! I did that show. on that show. I did it with us. You did it too. I did. I did second unit of that show. It was the worst show. <laughs> you there? The when I did the guest star thing? Probably not, because I did second unit, which was like always blowing things up. We blew everything up on every block in New York City. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so in that episode, it was Alan Coulter directing. You were doing makeup. Frank Pellegrino and Tony Darrow were the were the lieutenants. Oh my god! Yeah. In it. Oh wow! So it god. came full circle. Anyway, so that's where I know I knew you from that ages ago. But um, yeah, anyway. you know who else did that was Julia Stiles. Really? She played an Amish girl on Swift oh. Justice. <laughs> Oh, God. Amazing. Full ah, that's circle. Crazy. <laughs> uh, Justin Chambers was my boyfriend in it, right? It was Justin Chambers. And yeah. Mike Acevedo. Yeah, so I had a cool cast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. First job ever. Anyway, this is boring for everybody here who's from the, from the best show on television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Acevedo would come to live in the makeup room when I worked on a TV show called, when Steve and I worked on a TV show called Fringe, oh, yeah. although Steve was making prosthetics so often, he lived in the basement of the house. Oh well, I, I remember when you started so, doing all that stuff, Steve. Oh, yeah. You went from my eyeshadow to, to bullets and heads. 
Hold on, my air conditioner just turned on. I'm going to get in trouble. I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> oh, so, so good. Hi, Jay. Oh, you know, my God. Steve, Steve, that basement that you always talk about was a place yeah. that we all used to talk about. And so we really wanted to see what happened in the basement. That's right. <laughs> that basement. We always were like, was Steve in the basement? Basement? <laughs> yeah. Well, you made this is a really exist. head. Oh, you yeah, were, you right. were um, making head in the basement. <laughs> I was making lots of head in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isn't that funny uh, when you when you said to think of things that I can remember? For some reason, one of the only things I can remember from the show was when Joey Pants died, being oh, yeah. with Jim in a bathtub holding <laughs> Joey Pants. Just the three of us in a bloody bathtub. And I was like, why was I in that bathtub? It doesn't make any sense. I remember being in it, but I can't remember why I would have been in the bathtub. But I was. Wait, why, not? why were you guys in the bathtub? What was, go what was the scene again? Because I haven't watched in forever, so I'm, I'm still in season two. I think what, was, what was that moment? Didn't uh, Tony kill him and put him in the bathtub? Yeah, that's when he chopped his head off in the bathtub. In the bathtub. Yeah, that's what it was. He chopped his head off in the bathtub. Yeah. And, and that's when and they, isn't that when they discovered when he had the wig? Because um, yes, his wig I falls off? That. Yes. I think it was that scene, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. Because no one was sure before. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you couldn't see the lace. <laughs> oh, man. No, it was, where, where, that would have been Anthony Viator, right? Yes. Lace. Was that Anthony's time? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was Victor Di Nicola. Right. No. That oh, was Victor wow. Di Nicola. Oh, I, I, I don't remember a lot of things from back then. So whenever I have anybody on the show, they remind me of things that blow my mind. Like, um, who was, I, and even Lorraine was reminded. We just um, interviewed Lorraine, and I, I, I just don't remember anything. I think I was really um, partying a lot. During those, <laughs> I that's mean, right, Jen. It was Honey, 20 years ago. You were ago. more than Victor, though. I mean, so, you guys remember, can you, uh, this is why we're here. Can you guys remind me of things? Because I don't remember. I want to know, I want to know stuff about Dre. Like, can we start there? How was she, oh like, in the makeup uh, I, chair? I know she's <laughs> not a thing. Then let's start with hair and makeup. Please. That was like, <laughs> when Dre walked in, that was the thing I look forward to. Wait, yeah. say it again. What was that? <laughs> When Drea walked into the trailer, that was what everyone looked forward to because you were a comedy routine in yourself. You were, oh, you were hysterical. You were stitches every moment. You were in the chair, just laughing. It was so much fun. Really, That's I thought that I would come in with the drama. No, I think no. Out of, for, personally for me, out of the entire cast, I think you and Edie were the two nicest and easiest people to ever be around. Every oh, time nice. you were on the call sheet, it was like, oh, thank God, it's a Drea scene. Oh, it's an Edie scene. It was exactly. so much fun. Mm -hmm. I kind you and I, Joseph, you and I had a love affair. <laughs> we, we did. Um, and you, we had a love affair. You, I don't know if you remember, um, just before, we were shooting on a Monday, and I had to go to a Britney Spears concert on a Friday, but I was too fat <laughs> to fit into my Britney Spears scene. <laughs> and, and, you, and you you told me about Nikki Hassel's star cap. <gasps> the garlic pills. Yeah, and then oh, I took, God, that was I, the way to stay skinny back then. I know. I took two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, 
I was on the toilet all of Thursday and dropped two waist sizes by Friday, and I was ecstatic. You're like, Brittany, here I come. Oh, that means too much. Oh, my God. I I kind of remember one of my first interactions with Dre was um, we were getting ready for a scene, and she's supposed to get in a car and drive away, and she looked at me, and she goes, Chris, and I said, yeah. She goes, I don't know how to fucking drive. Did we get far, like to this moment? <laughs> and you were like, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't think I know how to do it. And then you just did it, right? Do you remember that? I think I, yes. There, well, there was one time when there was a scene we were shooting at the, at the Soprano house with Rosalie, with uh, Sharon Angela and, and Edie. And I think it's the scene where I'm like hysterical crying because I have this secret and I can't say anything. I run out of the house. And they had my stunt double do the run out of the house down the stairs, and she fell and broke her nose. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. She broke her nose, so. I think, was it Jody Pin? I I think so. Yeah, yeah. Jody Pin. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't my stand-in. It was definitely the stunt girl, because she had to get in the car and drive all around um, the trailers afterwards. And I was like, you know what, guys? I, at least I, I mean, that day I had some balls about me, so I did it. But um, to concentrate on crying and then having to fall and then having to drive, that's like a lot for someone of my um, <laughs> just Just driving, <laughs> just driving alone. I'm impressed that you even drove. My God. It was, now, I, drove I was constantly impressed with the, with the amount of time that they made her cry. The oh, fact yeah. that she could... Keep that up was not, it was amazing. Yeah. Because one time they had you crying for like 12 hours. Oh my God. But then we discovered the tear stick. Like we have our secrets. (laughs) And I don't mind sharing those secrets with the world because nobody can cry for 40 fucking takes. Um, no. <laughs> usually they use the takes that you're not really crying. They never use the real ones where Joseph is behind the monitor crying. They use the ones that are totally staged. Joseph, that's um, what you're using? The tear stick on yourself? I don't know. Joseph does that shit. <laughs> oh, man. It was too much. Um, I remember, did you have to deal... Oh, wait, Joseph, was it you dealing with the puke scene? Oh, yeah, that, that's so funny. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know if you remember um, the set supervisor, Elizabeth Feldbauer. Her and I were just talking yesterday about the scene where you projectile vomited. Yes. <laughs> the camera crew and the two of us were head to toe. We looked like the Gordon's fishermen covered in rainwear because we weren't sure where the vomit was going to go. Oh. And we had to have to keep resetting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you, ha- you guys had to keep resetting that $250,000 bracelet I was wearing from Harry Winter. Uh, and uh, the dog. And the poor Cosette. Cause poor Cosette. I wanted to kill that dog by the end of that shoot. I was like, you guys want me crying, puking, t- making sure I don't get vomit my $250,000 bracelet or on this fucking crazy dog. Dog. <laughs> oh, no, I was done that scene was one of the worst scenes for everybody i think um anyway a lot so yeah um who went to italy Kristen, did you go to italy that was steve that went to italy i feel like i went twice 
Is that possible? Or, or no, I think we did go really twice. Long? We did, right? I think we did, yeah. My God. Yeah. That was, was so bad. That must have been amazing. Italy was fun. I mean, it's yeah. Italy with a bunch of knuckleheads. I mean, come on, what could go wrong? <laughs> did you guys party down in Italy the way we all party down? Like, say, when we went to Asbury Park or I oh, know we partied, oh, some major parties some trips. elsewhere that we're not allowed to talk about. It, oh. I feel like um, Steve was in Italy when we flew back and we had the whole kind of first class section. And like, if you lit a match, we have shot all night. And then on the way uh, to the airport, Jimmy made us stop at this place. And then we all just had like brown bagged it in the car. And, and we were oh. just, oh. it was so disgusting. And oh, like, I thought you meant brown bag, like threw oh, up well, at well, it. Well, no, no. Okay. Kind of roll. It was a, yep. It was a full night of shooting. Yep. And everyone's sleeping and so disgusting. People were like drooling. It was so gross. <laughs> we were disgusting. But do you remember the night? The night before we got on the oh, plane, we were shooting through the night. Do you remember the stunt? The stunt coordinator in Italy, the with the stunt kid, who was really punching the kid and making him bleed. Yeah. We had a rough night because the stunt coordinator in Italy didn't understand what was going on, and he was punching a little kid for real. And like, oh, like crazy. God. And then we were all crazy, exhausted, working through the night, and yeah, we just ended up brown bagging it. We got like a case of limoncello, I think, and oh. Also, oh. Oh. and we were just yeah, we had the whole first class cabin to ourselves, and we were just trash That's and. <laughs> Were you guys with the cast, or was it the whole crew in first class? Oh, it was the cast and crew. It was everybody. Just, it was yeah, everybody. We were all that, was, that was back in the American, American Airlines days. That was the, yeah. when, when HBO used to fly us on American. And that first class doesn't even exist anymore. So that was a, yeah. that was a good time. True. God, we used to go to the back of the plane and smoke cigarettes, you know, flying back from Italy. Oh, I remember these days myself. Wow. We're all so fucking old. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> on the tr on the plane, there Federico? was something about Federico that happened on the plane, which I can't remember what it was, but it was like kind of a big deal. Oh, there was always something he with Federico. It didn't matter where it was. There was always something with Federico. <laughs> yeah, Federico. I'm pretty sure is kind of running that Soprano Con um, thing now. That 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 big convention. I think he's like a partner. Oh God! On it. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Um, and Marchetti was just calling me as I was um, getting ready to. Oh, here he is, Dre. Got a minute to talk? You know, talking to everybody from the you show right now. You know what right you should now. do, Dre? <laughs> send him the link and say, "Air it out right here in front of your ears." <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Marchetti's involved in it too, and they're trying to pull me back in because they pulled me in last time, and it was a it was a shit show. So I don't know if I feel like doing it again. No, <laughs> but there were some great cardboard cutouts of you I've seen. Oh my god, it, they, it was very impressive. What they did was pretty amazing. It, it was really amazing. You guys probably all would have actually enjoyed it because the way they set it up was it was pretty fantastic. It was like wow. a, like a soprano Disneyland. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Cool. Can I so ask you guys? You guys? Oh, go. Go. Go, Chris. Go. Well, I just want to know, like, I, I, they told me some experiences with you. What about um, James Gandolfini in the makeup chair? 
I have to read my drink on that one. Wait, wait, wait. Your me too. Oh, I apparently I hit a nerve. Let's do this. Um, wait, wait, wait. Well, Kimber, Kimber, hold on. I have uh, to say that one of my favorite all-time memories, and it's not like it just happened once, but like ongoing memory, is being <laughs> and Kimbra straddling Jim. She would be on top of him in the chair, holding him down. Trying to put the fake beard on him or do his makeup and him fucking fighting her off and her just Uh fucking holding him down, straddling him down. (laughs) He would be dying laughing. It was yeah. Wait, oh why was so he just didn't want to be what was his deal? He was like uh, didn't want to have anything on him. Yeah. I I didn't like being in the makeup chair either. You know, here's the thing, and I spoke about this when I worked with him on Lincoln. Sopranos never would have been made in today's uptight political climate. Of course not. And I tried a variety of ways, because some of these guys weren't actors, really, Mm -hmm. to (laughs) keep people still. (laughs) Um, with, you know, with some guys, I would keep a selection of playboys and go, okay, you don't want to sit still because you think you're too good for makeup. Well, look at the naked woman. And I'd make them up and go, okay, now go away. I love it. But with Jim, it was, you know, either play, it was either playboy or guns and ammo. But when none of those worked, one time it came down to the fact that okay, I need to make it look like you've been grazed in the bullet, grazed in the ear with a bullet. You don't sit still, I'm going to make you sit still. And he said, I'd like to see you try. So I pinned him to the chair. And that's when I started doing the effect and Karen walked in. She looked at me as I've got my arm across his throat and my knee in his chest. And she's like... I hope you don't expect me to do that. (laughs) Amazing. And I was just like, uh, okay, get in here and start handing me stuff because I got to get him out in like 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think think you're right in in that this show, that show wouldn't have been made because I I would say we were all of us so physical with each other, like whether it was, and, and both like, with words and with hands oh yeah oh yeah yeah. hugs and it's it's just the physicality of it is so completely different than what goes on now the way we spoke to each other i think we were either hysterically laughing or screaming like there was no there was not italian um yeah Yeah. totally i will say say when i started um on the fourth season the amount of stories I heard from seasons one through three of the fighting within the costume department and not oh, verbal, physical oh, fighting like, blew my mind. Really? Like how, oh I'm, my gosh. I'm remembering. How I don't remember to, this. He, yeah, how people didn't go to jail or get arrested in my department before. I came along. I don't know. It was crazy. Oh, I did hear oh, oh, I know that. the costume designer punched out an elevator and like kind of disabled it for like a few hours until they can get to fix it. She got really pissed one day. I don't, like there were like 
meds and the way everybody takes them now. Here's an alcohol and drugs. Kristen, you look amazing, Kristen. You haven't changed a bit. I know. It's truly, you look Thank great. You. Yeah. Is there any dentist is checking out your teeth over here? (laughs) (laughs) If we were smart back then and would have known how big reality television would have has become, we should have filmed all of the backstage of Sopranos. Oh, that was that could have lasted seven equal seasons. Yeah, yeah. we didn't hear all of it. True, you would have believed it. We had Chris Collins always always swore he was going to write a book. Chris always swore he was going to write a book. Which yeah. would have been good because oh. he's oh, like, like the most observant out of everyone. Yeah. Chicken, yeah. He's my number one fan. He's this podcast's number one fan. He goes in oh. and listens to these episodes and he comments on them to me in ways that are, it's like, it's like we have some sort of um, seminar going, like some senior thesis happening that we're like <laughs> writing a paper. I, I love when he watches the show and then and then um, calls and critiques it to me. And, um, <laughs> he had flip phones back then, guys. I mean, who could have who could have ever recorded anything unless we were walking around with like a video camera? It was before all of that. Can you imagine if we had Instagram back then? Oh my god! Oh my god. First of all, wow. resources. All these now you guys know that we go on all of these huge human resources meetings when we start a show. Yeah. I mean right. it's like a huge deal. We didn't do that back then, did we? No. We, couldn't. we didn't no. I probably would have brought, been brought up to sexual harassment. Um just for <laughs> grabbing everybody. We all would have. Yeah, all of us. Oh, who are you kidding? All of us would have been brought up on charges. Does anyone, was anyone here involved, aside from me and Kimber, involved in, Kristen, you probably were, the first sexual harassment meeting with the Sopranos? Oh my God, I want to hear about that. Okay, this this was brilliant. Everyone can put in their own two cents on this, but this was the first sexual harassment meeting on the Sopranos. First sexual harassment meeting, probably period. Productions were just starting to do this, so it wasn't even a thing. We all all had to be reached around and grabbed my boob. Yes. Okay. So I spent the whole sexual harassment meeting with my hand on Kimber's breast. Um, and Eileen Landers, our producers, like turning to the person giving the seminar going, it's okay. They're married. And the was so confused, didn't know what to do. But, uh, it was not just because usually nowadays it's like the cast does it separately. The crew does it separately. It was everybody. It was the cast and the department heads there. And it was really bizarre it. because it's like Jimmy Gandolfini's texting me, I want to lick your balls. I want to do this. It's like, <laughs> back and forth, scratching your crotch under the table. And everyone's doing the most obscene, vulgar things imaginable. And this poor person in charge of the meeting didn't know what to do. It was just like a lost cause. But it was hysterical. I mean, it's not you the baby. group you do a sexual harassment meeting with. No. Yeah, like no. 12 years old. That was all we did every day. It was our fun. Yeah. I think they gave up. Didn't they give up and walk out? They and we all gave just up completely. We won. <laughs> I want to lick your balls. Well, <laughs> well that was one of the first conversations you ever had with Jim. You know that, right? That was a different conversation you're thinking of, I think. Oh, what conversation? That's before you two even met. 
No, that meeting was while we were shooting. We knew each other. I met him with a different one when he asked me if I, tr- if I was treating you well or not. And I said, not really. And he's like, I like you. Um, but Because uh, he knew you were yeah. a smart ass like him. Exactly. Just like him. But if he knew you weren't treating her well, he would have taken you in a stranglehold. Oh, he would have beaten the crap out of me. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. No. Exactly. Jimmy was extremely protective over Kimber and everybody. He was like the most loyal person in the world. proprietary brushless motor right there okay. so it's right really there. super quiet but i kind of like the sound of the old school one i mean because it purrs like a cat anyway i mean at least it will get those knots out that you're trying to get out you gotta go a little deeper okay here's the thing with theragun which is why i'm bummed out i don't I, have it I'll, you don't it's, have to well i know tell me i you know whenever anyone's rubbing my back they can't it's like top muscle the mm-hmm. fascia and the massage therapist is always like, are you kidding me? You can't, it's, I'm going to pierce an organ if I go this <laughs> deep. And um, so now I hand her the Theragun. I'm like, just use Wait, the Theragun on me. You bring it to your massage therapist? Well, my massage therapist comes Hi. here. She comes yes. here, okay. By the way, you sent me <laughs> the massage therapist. So yes, you know. Um, so basically but- I would give the Theragun to you so that you can massage Yes, me. but I don't have it right now. Yes. But yes. you can do it on yourself, which is my most favorite part. And the thing that gets me to sleep better in the evening is I like when you change the, the head of the Theragun to the little triangle. Mm-hmm. And you do it that, on that the one. heel of your foot. Oh, really? I don't know. Crazy. No, I know, and you've been having problems sleeping. It's crazy. I'm not sleeping. Get, you know, get all it back. Houses, the foreclosures, craziness. Oh, the world's going nuts. So yeah, I'm not sleeping. You know what's helping me sleep even more at night? Hmm. The, um, Theragun CBD oil. Oh yeah, it is so good. By the way, I haven't tried mine yet. Oh, it's I great. You got to try it. It's really, you really like good. A baby? And well, it's nice and pepperminty. I know that Gen 4 has that combo of the depth and the speed and the power. Right? Yeah. And some well, it's just quieter. Like... But I, don't, I, I love, you know, I like knowing what's happening to me. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Especially what? when it's from the back. <laughs> I can't see. I'm, I'm not being filthy. I'm being so I reserved. Know. I know you are. Um, what's Anybody. the deal with that motor, right? Did you say that already about the motor? There's something oh, about it's an the, amazing motor. It's like brushless or something too, right? The Gen 4? I don't, I mean, all I know is that I think the motor is what makes the, um, the, the, the massage and the beating on your back and the, the way it releases everything. Um, it's a motor. It's a proprietary combination. Of a brushless motor technology. I don't know. I'm just throwing out big words Forever. because I don't know. All, All I, I know, know <laughs> is that it's my favorite yes. secret weapon. Yes. It's my magic wand. Oh. <laughs> oh, look. It's good because they're giving hey, it a 30 day thing for us. Try Theragun 30 days. There is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. 
Don't get it twisted. It has an OLED screen and a personalized Theragun app. I know. Is that crazy? Yeah. Oh, I can't move into the technology, people. Way to go about it. Oh, and it only starts at 190. I know. It's great. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good price. Good price. So go to, Chris, why don't you go to theragun.com slash GG right now. Do it. And get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's right. Theragun.com slash GG. One of my favorite things, I, I always tell this story about him, and it's not really a story because it would happen almost every single day. Every single day, we would be shooting, and instead of going to his trailer, he would sit on the set, kind of offset, out of the way, and he would literally just watch everybody work, whether it was mm-hmm. the stand-ins, the crew, everybody, and he would just sit and kind of admire what everybody would do. And he was very aware of that, which I always thought he was going eventually to direct because he would just, he so knew like technically what everyone did and was so respectful of it that it was really always amazing, really amazing to watch. And if he didn't understand something, he would pull you aside and say like, why did you do that? Or did that person get in your way while you were doing that? Is that what happened? He was always really on it in that way. Oh, wow. So, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, always. Wow. Mm-hmm. Always. You know who else would do stuff like that? John Patterson. John oh, Patterson. Oh, John Patterson. Yes. Chris, oh, he, I miss John. You know who he is, Chris? He was oh, one of our directors. Like the yes. most amazing guy. He was so my we favorite. The best. Oh. I mean, just oh. the greatest human. And he would sit in the van when we would scout. And he always, the directors usually sit in the front seat with the drivers. And he would always pull down the visor and the mirror and he would just stare at everybody in the van and just like watch them all the time. And he would do the same thing on the set. Take it in. Yeah. Magical. Take it in and learn about everyone. It was really, it was pretty magical. Aces. He was was in magic. What? Huh? Aces. When when it was a good take, he'd be like, aces. Yeah. Yep. Do you guys remember when he got locked in the honey wagon for a company move? Yes, I do. <laughs> hey, what? In the bathroom? Or he was you? in the bathroom of the honey wagon going to the bathroom. <laughs> the Teamsters did a company move, slammed the stairs up, and took off with him on the shitter. No! No! <laughs> got to the next location, pulled the stairs down, and he walked out going, well, that was interesting. <laughs> Do you remember, Ginge, were you there when Kiratola got locked in the stage when we all left? No. I didn't yeah. know that. End of the <laughs> night. You know that? Yeah, we had like, uh, remember in the back, what stage was it, B or something? We All the he, dressing yeah, rooms the dressing were in the back. Yeah, in the back. Yeah. yeah, so he was in that dressing room and we wrapped and we cleaned up the stage and everybody left. And all of a sudden, like Scotty, the security guard calls me and he's like, Kristen, you got to get back here. Someone's banging on the door and I don't know what it is or who it is. We didn't have phones. <laughs> oh, no, not Johnny Sack. I mean, the lights were out. He had no electricity. It was awesome. He was so mad. <laughs> so mad. Oh, oh my God. God. Well, that's I like thought it wasn't me. Karen and our teamster locked two people oh, yeah. in the truck and... They would have wound up in the yards if it wasn't for Charlie Fay asking for help with a steak bed. Oh, the team pulled over, and that's when they heard the pounding and the screaming. 
Oh my the God. Drivers God. Wanted to get out. They wanted to go home. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But, you know, that's the same teamster who, you know, decided to change a tire while we were all in the truck. Oh my God. <laughs> so when the giant came out from underneath the truck, we all, it, the truck drops like a foot with all of us in it. But oh the great God. thing is, oh my God. To start that story, though, we were, what were we, Long Island, I think it was? There was a hurricane coming towards us. Oh, and we're supposed to hit like hurricane, a, a they, No, the big, yeah, the was big like hurricane. Yeah, clock was supposed to hit, so we were, we were going to wrap at 1230. Um, and we're all in the trailer with the actors, and then the trailer just drops, and we thought we got hit by the hurricane. It turns out it was just our teamster <laughs> changing a tire. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I think Harley Faye was my driver. I think he drove me half the time. Am I crazy? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Oh, I think he did, yeah. yeah. He did. Uncle Charlie. Yeah, it's such Uncle a long Charlie. time ago. I remember a lot of things, man. Him oh. and Jason. Do you remember, Drea, how, how the challenge daily of trying to wire you because you had so little clothing on, we had to get so <laughs> creative? Please mm -hmm. remind me. Oh, <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was you and I forever once you came. I will tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I'll go back in a minute and tell my one, my favorite gym story, but I left the show at season six, but I came back just be, and I said, I don't care if I'm going to be paid because I had to be with you. And we were together the entire time you died. And it That's was, right. and I want to mm. say to this day, I stand by my, what I said back then. I've been, um, we've all been in a million, million things since then. You're acting in that scene. And I'm so happy that the world mm. rewarded you for it was some of the best pure jerking, honest moments I've ever experienced on the set. You should Aww. be so proud of that moment. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, my Joseph. Wait, look, my look what I have down here on the crying, floor. Joseph. I Joseph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that it's on the floor. I love it. It should be somewhere else. Oh, my God. Lunch break. What are we having? Oh, we're having farfalle pasta bowls with pesto Yum. from Green Chef. Green Chef? is organic, all delicious. We're going vegan right now. This is delicious. But I wanna show you guys how, how I need, because you guys remember when we were, um, when HelloFresh was our wonderful sponsors. Well, this is their sister company, correct? Why well, they um, own this, yeah. It's so amazing. I want you guys to see how everything comes out of these bags. This is going to be for fall um, pasta bowls with pesto. Yum. Your mushrooms come already measured. Bam! Boom! <laughs> yeah. What's that? What, what do we got? Swiss oh, chard? Oh, Swiss chard. Oh, yeah. Already measured, Bam. so you know. High quality Crim and wholesome food. What's yeah. that? Crimini mushrooms already. Wait, sun-dried tomatoes. Excuse me. Those are sun-dried tomatoes. By the way, this is all sustainably sourced. Did you know that? Here's your vegan. Pesto, delicious. You know exactly how much. You don't have to worry about looking for a recipe, all this stuff. This takes 35 minutes to make, by the way. Do you know what this is, Dre? Walnuts. This is deliciousness delivered, convenience, and easy. Totally. <laughs> a lemon. Lemon. You make lemon. A little Lemonade. corn. A little corn to mix up the Italianness of it all. What do we got here? Oh, we got some fennel because we're going to caramelize this. Oh, yeah. Yep. My kids love fennel. My kids love this meal, by the way. Coconut and cream with corn. Delicious. So now, I'm starving. it tells you 
how to put it all in here is your for fall whole wheat for fall it looks like yep now then you get rid of your bag and you start cooking and they tell you exactly and they deliver this to your house no need to run to the grocery shop i like to just have these in the fridge when we know we're not when we know we're on the go well this is a quick easy way to cook and it's healthy and the cleanup these yeah. pre-measured packets that all sustainable this is your garbage so now all these ingredients cut put in the thing mix together garbage Gar so everything's done so easy oh, so that's easy. for me the cleanup not to mention my kids love the pesto yeah Right. Who doesn't love pesto? Who doesn't love it? Anyway, who doesn't love having your prepared dinner already sent to your house that you just have to throw in a few bowls and mix up? It really I is like it. extremely convenient. That's all we want right now. Easy and convenient. And That's right. In tough times, man. Yeah, man. Tough so times. go to greenchef.com slash GG90 and use our code. G How much you get off? $90! Yo! <laughs> and free shipping! And free shipping. Oh! oh forget about it! Oh. Oh. I'm gonna eat this corn right now. Right, I'm, I'm making starving. this right now. We're not gonna Let's bore you with watching us how to make this, but we're gonna make yeah. it. <laughs> Go back to our show. Go back to the show. We're gonna eat. Goodbye. Dre's kitchen is done. Meal plans include paleo, keto, and plant-powered diets. Go to greenchef.com slash gg90 and use code gg90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's one of those things where you talked about, Joseph, you cry when it's a good take. But I remember being there when we shot that scene all day of Steve. Yeah. Killing On her knees all we day were long. Crying hysterically all yeah. day. You and I were absolutely. We were, we were all furious because we didn't want to see Drea go. Uh, yeah. Correct. And, and nobody nobody was talking to you. We all knew what we had to do. Like when you got up and we cut, yeah. we'd go get you, get the dirt taken off of you, but no right. one would speak to you except Ginger uh -oh. every now and then. And we just trying to keep you in the moment, but we had to keep you in that moment. For what, 12 hours? Yeah. Oh my God. Crawling. I'm getting chills all over Stevie my body. Yeah. Stevie, I never thought that I had a hard time that day because I don't remember a lot. I always thought the other days, like the day where I confessed to him, um, yeah. I thought that was the day where I was like, I mean, everybody always, everyone did always stay away from me when I had to cry. I know that. I know that everybody was very aware that it was Ginger <laughs> 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 knew. We, she needs Dre time after hair and makeup. Like I would have a struggle no. with hair and makeup too, but I would never be vocal about it. Um, we had such a good system down. Um, Kimber, you started me, and then Steve took over, right? Because you were you were well, with with Edie, Lorraine, and Jim mostly. Um, you also so had a lot Steve, of tattoos that needed to be covered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember those. Yeah, so that mm. was Steve would work on me, but then you would do my whole like my under layer and then i would go out and do my lips my eyeliner and right. my mascara right um mm -hmm. so but ginger knew that I, if i had one of those heavy crying days that i needed great time great time i don't even, yeah, I don't even <laughs> understand how you recover from crying you 12 hours of crying i oh, mean crazy. well but then the crazy thing, thing is 12 hours it was just half our day because then yeah. we cut and move on to the next thing where she had to be happy and laughing with Christopher. Yeah. So it was, oh my it was God. so draining yeah, on the actors. Yeah, it was draining. Also, because back then I didn't have tricks, you know, like I didn't, um, I was so devoted to being an actor. 
but I would never give in to trying other ways to, to cry. Like I had to really, really be an emotional wreck. I yeah. tortured myself during the time of that yeah. show. So when, when it was over, I was okay with moving on. Everyone was like, I can't believe this is happening. I was like, I can, it's time. I can't cry like this every day. I'll end up in <laughs> yeah. a fucking institution because I was killing off everybody in my family. I was going into all these dark places. You know, and then by the end, I would put all the tear sticks on if I needed it. But I was really an emotional, on an emotional roller coaster. So, so I'm glad that it paid off, guys. I'm really well, glad that you guys gave my Dre time. When you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember when you had one of those days, I would just always stay within eye, where you could see me, but far enough away to give right. you your face. <laughs> An and arm I, shot, yeah. But no, but then I keep everybody else away from her. Props, every, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because everybody, yep. you know, there's so many people who get involved and have to touch the actors and talk to the actors before they go on, and it's part of their job. But there's times where it's like, just everyone leave her alone, and that's yeah, where I really, come in. really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. on that show, I, I don't like now. I don't think any producers or directors or anything, anyone would kind of let anyone go through that anymore in that way like 12 hours i think we've gone into a world where that doesn't happen anymore you know everyone is so keenly aware of all of that stuff and that's kind of all you talk about in prep and with sopranos you know because everybody had i mean that scene was its own epic thing but there were so many scenes like that on like Every day, almost. Oh, yeah. And if they weren't physically, like, physically overbearing, emotionally overbearing, like, all of them, as you were saying, Dre, sometimes, like, that day was so physical for you, but other days and other scenes you had to do were probably so emotional that they, even though that was emotional, um, but we never, like, do you think there was ever a time where we went, okay, enough, like, I don't think right. we did that at that time. No. Like, no. Not like now. It's true. Not like now. Now, I would, like, after two takes as a producer, I'd be like, okay, we're done. We're done here. You good? You good? You know, and then it's over. But not on that show. No, not- we went hard. We went hard. And, and we went hard on the women, too. But the men also, like, they yeah. would be crying uncle, and we would still be like, no, we're going. <laughs> we're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> was there ever... I'm sorry. I was just trying to... Was there ever... Oh, uh, and we we never was there ever not a Friday day, Friday shooting into Saturday morning. Oh no, there always was. Yeah, there always was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was usually, was just, that was usually yeah. Lorraine and Jim, right? Was that usually oh, the melting scene? office. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How was she? How was Lorraine Bracco with you guys? How, what was she like? <laughs> oh, I feel like Lorraine great. was like me. She was, she was just a pisser. She was just yeah. dirty, vulgar, and fun and to hang out with. And Although my funny. biggest memory of her is when she grabbed her wallet and ran after the Mr. Softy ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> my wallet to go after Mr. Softy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing like soft serve, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. She was. We, why? We, was that, that wasn't um, a paid for uh, Friday night um, expense by the by the crew, by the, by the, the producer. <laughs> <laughs> and that particular we all eat over a garbage can. Didn't Jim get you guys um like every Friday night was a, a big special dinner? Sushi. Like, didn't he order sushi. everyone dinner? He would just sushi. 
Or they do Manettas. Manettas. Every yeah. now and then, every now and then, Dave Koch would be in charge of well, dinner you get McDonald's. Just yeah. every now and then. Yeah. But mostly, like get... 1,000 cheeseburgers. Yeah. Jim would get us, his <laughs> what... buddy Doug was a sushi guy, and he'd get it for us like almost every Friday. Doug, sushi. And he'd bring Doug sushi and then uh, and the masseuse. Yes. Was, yeah. right. No. Yeah. Stage every Friday. And we'd yeah. all get massages. Awesome. And I remember I'd always be like, I can't go. I can't go. He's like, Yes, you can't fucking go. I, what do you need? I'll take care of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go get a massage. And, he, and, I, and I would always be like, I can't. I have too many people to watch. And I remember a couple times, he fucking sent the masseuse to my house. Wow. Oh, he was what a good bad. guy. Man. Bethany, That's he awesome. sent it to my house a couple times because I would never take the 20 minutes or whatever, you know, because I was too <laughs> Well, he loved yeah. you. You and Jim had a very special relationship. He had a love affair. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you got married. Yeah, it's, we did get married. You said you got married in Vegas. I, I, I officiated the service. I was a witness. Exactly. <laughs> you guys had too much fun working. Oh, my God. We had the it best was, time. Oh I mean, if there's, any, yeah, if there's any show you can do the rest of your life, it would be this show. Because we just had so much fun. It was the worst hours, the worst pay. But it was the best times. We all loved each other. Yeah. Yeah. We're a family still. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Always have that bond. Yeah. Yeah. Changed my life. Best job ever. And I was just okay back then, you know? Mm -hmm. My favorite gym story was when I I was leaving the show at at the end of the sixth season, uh, middle of the sixth season. And um, uh, I was going to, uh, on to uh, start working with Uma Thurman, um, and uh, Jim at the time was in a uh, legal uh, 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 legal battle with her over some property. And he was really not happy in the sense that Jim's not happy, although he loves you, but he was not happy. Yeah. So uh, he's, like, he's like, before you go, we should get a picture together. And I'm like, okay, sure. But I didn't think about it. And then we were on the last setup and it was in some hotel in New Jersey in the lobby. And, uh, and it was one of the rare times he was in a a suit jacket and a tie, like just casually. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect time. Let's get that photo. He's like, yeah, uh, I told you I really don't like this, right? And I was like, yeah, I understand. He goes, do you think Uma will see this picture? I was like, well, would you like me to show it to her? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And they turned to Elizabeth, you have the camera ready? All right, let's do it. Ready? We're going to say cheese on three, right? One, two. And he planted the giantest kiss on me and held it for like 15 seconds. And I have this amazing photo of him making out with me. And I thought, I will, this is like, this Aww. is Jim to me in a nutshell. He, mm-hmm. Even though he's so angry, he he loves you and he right. cares about yeah. you. Yeah. Amazing. It's a great, great, great memory of him. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Such a smart ass. Uh, Always yeah. the smart ass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have heavy story. scenes that day. As long as he didn't need to put the the pebbles in his shoes that day, right, Jim? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Pebbles and the bottle cap upside down. Yep. Yeah. Anything. Is the, I, a bottle he was the one who taught me. Oh yeah, he also taught me you should never spray banaka into your armpits. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a yes. good lesson. Wait, he was, why is that a thing? Why why are we spraying banaka in our armpits? 
put it All right, go, well, go. he was doing a love scene and he was afraid that, you know, he hadn't had a chance to have a shower and I couldn't find a wet one in my bag fast enough. So he's like, grab the binocular. He's like, I'll just use this. So he sprayed uh, it under his armpits like a deodorant. And then I'm looking at the take and I'm noticing that he's starting to change color. He's going from red to really red to like deep purple and like profusely sweating. And the minute they cut these scream, Kendra, get me that one! What scene was it? What love scene was it? That was a love scene with the first Russian girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I think her name Irina? was Irina. Irina. Yeah. With the wooden leg? No, that was no. Svetlana. No, that was Svetlana. 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 But another good Jim thing, Drea, you would appreciate this one. You know the tear stick thing. Jim one day had a cry, had nothing. And he's like, just give me the damn tear stick. And I'm like, do you know how to use it? He goes, yeah, just oh, give me no. the damn thing. He grabs it, wipes it on his finger, rubs it on his eyeball. No! Not his eye like you're supposed to, or the fumes going to your eye, it creates tearing. He rubs it on his eyeball, and then it starts to burn. He's like... I did that wrong, didn't I? And I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> burning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the worst. Mm -hmm. Talk about commitment. What about Aida? What do you guys have to say about crazy Aida? Oh, like, mommy like, needs a chicken salad. Oh. Mommy <laughs> needs a chicken salad. Mama. Yeah. Boy, I, I think the... Aida was always, I mean, the energy that that one brings into a room, it's like everything changes the second yeah. she goes into a room. Yeah. It actually happened to me once at the dentist because we go to the same dentist and she walked oh, no. into the dentist's office exactly the same way. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. But do you guys remember the time her and Jim had the fight? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was oh. oh, yeah. So was it a fight scene or a real fight? No, it was a real fight. We, it was well. Talk about this. It was. Are, are we allowed to talk about this? Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. So, let's talk about it, and if we need to cut it later, we will. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Go. There you go. But, but yes, like so, everyone was very method on on the show always, um, and they were supposed to be having a fight scene, and we were on the stage, and oh. they started fighting. And then, you know, you could see them like ramping each other up, ramping each other up. And then it went to a whole different place. And we were rolling. And then I just remember like leaning over to Billy Coleman and saying, shut it off. <laughs> just shut it off. And he shut it off. And then we all, right, everybody in the room, we went like this. And we all just turned around. Yeah. And they continued to fight for maybe 20 minutes. And no one knew where to go. Do we stay here? Do we try to break uh, it up? Do, do, do. So we all just kind of turned around. It was like taking a knee almost. It was yeah. our version of like taking a knee. Yeah. And it was crazy. That yeah. was the first of a few of those where, where they used to ramp each other up that way. Well, they like, had that like was the first real, time it got. Yeah, they had like a real brother relationship where they, you know, loved hard, but they yeah. fought hard and they teased mm -hmm. each other hard. And sometimes it well, crossed he, the line. He got That's her on. He didn't. He. Um, I think it was Jim who got her to be his sister. I think he got her the role on. on oh wow! Yeah. They were in yeah, car they together. acted together on stage. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the case. That he's he said that's who we wanted. 
yeah. to play his sister. I mean, nobody could have been more perfect, the oh. two of them. And I would imagine that a lot of that fighting was on purpose because the two of them had such a similar style yep. um, for acting. I mean, they weren't, they weren't the technical folks that like hit their marks. This was like animals in a cage. Yeah. Let the animals yeah. out of the cage. That's probably why um, he chose her, you know? Because he told had him. that. Totally. Um, what, what scene was that leading into? I'm curious. Oh, God, I can't remember which that. Fight, which one of years? 100 ago? fights. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think it was a season know, five. I know we were on the stage. Yeah. It was definitely season four or five because I was there. I vaguely I remember this. Yeah. I don't remember which one. How did uh, David, we had David Praval on, and he was saying that him and Aida used to get into it too. Oh, what my. What was their relationship like? That's oh. another tiger in the cage. <laughs> You're going to have to take this one, honey. No, I'm not I'll taking that right one back. at all. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, you are. Completing the fifth in this one. Oh, oh. It was that bad? Oh, my God. Aida liked her legs. Aida had good legs. She always wanted to be in a skirt. Absolutely. She has the best legs. Still. <laughs> what happened to Kimbra? She said she'd be right back. I don't know, but my oh. microphone is definitely doesn't want to stay near my face. It wants I know, to go that's... into my my bukiak. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that bukiak is like a fucking vacuum. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop sucking the mic in, Dre. Wow. Wait a second, guys. I was funny back then. I wasn't like all serious and, and, and no, you were hysterical. I didn't come into the trailer with drama all the time. What's wrong with me? If you did, you came off with like the funniest way to present the drama where we yeah. all just were in tears laughing. Yeah. Oh, so happy. As long as you remember <laughs> the point. Sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin, you were happy. Oh my God! Was, yes. What was everybody's breakfast, Jimmy? What would Jimmy eat in the morning? <laughs> he would get a burrito, egg white burrito with spinach. Egg white. Mm, right. mean. And black. Coffee. What about Brocco? What would Brocco do? Uh, I think she got some version of like it depends. It it depended like what how she was feeling. You know, there were days that there was some eggs and bacon involved, and then there were some days where it was like you know egg and egg and veggies. You know I what love best? breakfast in the morning on set. It's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> it's a good time of day. <laughs> yeah. So 5 a.m. Do you guys remember uh, season one? Kristen, you would only remember this probably, and Kimbra, but we started out doing 16-hour days, not 12. 16. It wasn't. We were lucky, Dre, if we did. Yeah, we did 18-hour days. Um, With me. We, I think you did. we were always we, watching 18. Always. We did that episode, A Hit is a Hit. Um, I feel like we worked until 7 a.m. one morning. I walked home from work. And I had been working since the night before. It wasn't even a night shoot. Sounds right. Sounds about right. That, yeah. that is right. The, the yeah. first season was probably the most grueling experience. Yet, everybody knew it was something special. So I think that's what got everybody through it. Like, yeah. you didn't quite know how special it was going to be, but everyone believed in it. Like, I don't think there was anybody who for a second thought, like, this is a dud. Yeah. You know? So I think everybody but knew. But also, I didn't expect the crew to bond the way they did. Oh. 
Remember with Danny Liner, he was doing nine takes and we got a collection and we offered him money to move on to the next take? Yep. Yep. I mean, Hollis was in charge I of that I think it one. was Hollis that was just oh, like, dude, oh. yeah. Take this, move on to the next shot, please. I will give please. you this money, just move on. Now, when was it that the crew put into the 16-hour rule? That was the end of what? It was season uh, two? grueling. That was, that was very the end of season one. No, because I was on the show before then, Uh-oh. before the crew put in the 16-hour rule. Yeah, I, was I, like, know, crazy? I know when I got there season four, they were still trying to implement it. Because I remember some days. Yeah. There well, must yeah. be season three that no. we did it. Yeah. yeah it so never far. was the same as season one. Season one oh. was, a, a, it was insane. I season could not was believe brutal. it. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Wow. Um, but, but they, they turned, they, it was like seven weeks, seven. Oh, hi, hey, Chicken. Hey, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. How are you? Cheers. How did how how you? your meeting go? Really well, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Kimbra, hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? For all our listeners <laughs> out there, um, we call Chicken Chicken, but his name is Chris Collins. He was the production <laughs> coordinator on The Sopranos. And now in quarantine, well, he's had a lot of other jobs since then. You're no longer a production coordinator. No. Right? No. Um, but he's been producing a show that we have all been filming in this quarantine. Ginger directed mine, where I'm acting. Chris wrote it. Yeah. And it's called Interconnected. And it's going to it's going to be on some sort of platform at some point, but it's like all of these actors made these short films that Chris and his, his partners wrote and they're all interwoven in the quarantine. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's around the yeah. world. We got South Africa, uh, Brazil, Israel, Scotland, Emma Thompson is in the one in Scotland. Emma Thompson. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. How is everybody? Excellent. It's good to see you, man. So far, so good. It's good to see you. Yeah. (laughs) You too. You defected. Back and forth. Chris was also um, our guest on Made Women, right? Didn't you go through one of the episodes with us on the Made Women show? Yep. It was, um, I think it was 113. It was one thirty. Wow, good memory. You know good everything, memory. chicken. You know it all. I was just telling them earlier that you're my number one critique of the podcast, and it's <laughs> my favorite time when you write me and tell me how you appreciated my review. I love the <laughs> reviews. They're, I think I get stuff out of listening to your takes on the show that I never got from watching the shows in the first place. There's some things that I was like, yeah, of course. And then some things I'm like, oh, fuck, right, of course. I don't even know if the writers meant half of the things that I, I dive into. You know, I do it like, because I, I was a film student, so I dive into it like that. I could, be, I could be going so overboard in my analysis. You know, it's like a piece of art, and we analyze it however it relates to us. It could change from, like, you know, the show meant something different to me when I watched it when I was, when I was doing it compared to what it means to me now being an old lady. Well, yeah, we're older. You're oh, old, old lady. I'm old, <laughs> please. I, um, Kimber, I was um, in my a baby when we were, we were all babies. Yeah. We were all babies, I'm yes. be 50. Me too. <laughs> Wait, you're going to be 50? Not yet. Not yet. Eventually. 
We're 48. I'm, I'm going to be 49 this year, people. Yeah, I'm 50. <laughs> that's it. Well, you know, we all were babies then. I mean, yeah. that's Sopranos is where I learned that if you put your shoulder into somebody's bread basket, you can pretty much pin them in any place you want. <laughs> Which came very helpful when I had to do touch-ups on Jim. Exactly. Yes. Oh Dan Grimaldi. Dan Grimaldi taught me that, and he, you'd never think it because he's not exactly a large guy. But yeah, it that actually works. Oh my God. Who were your favorite um, um, short-term cast members on the show? Who did you guys like to deal with the most of some of the people that came in and out? Oh my God. That's tough. No, because I know that hair and makeup and wardrobe sometimes, you know, when we have our own system going, when the new guys come in, sometimes we're like, you know, it's a little, it can be slightly disruptive. You know, nobody really wants to, to take, take the, the ultimate amount of care of the new players coming in because they're very set with their players that they're used to dealing with. Well, so some of them of could it. be outright crazy. Yeah. The two people that, for some reason, stuck in my head when he just asked this question. There were two. I loved um, Chris Coldavino. Do you remember him? Yes. Was, yes, I love him. He was uh, Frank's son. I can't remember his last name. Uh, Vincent was his last name, the father. Uh, Frank Vincent. Frank Vincent. He played his son. Yes. He was, he was an awesome, awesome guy and uh, really fun to be around. When he had to die, he had one of the, he was like a dead body on a slab for several days and it, yeah. it was just like a trooper about it. And Jenny Sack, God rest her soul. Do you remember oh that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about someone who was at a shopping, correct me if the story's wrong, guys, was at a shopping mall. She's a paralegal. She was at a shopping mall watching The Sopranos being filmed and David Chase walked over and was like, would you like to be on the show? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Oh, yes. there's I, zero I, acting. Oh zero my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, I that thought that she was with. I thought it was a competition or something like that that she got out. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was an audition that she went to with her friend. Right. Yeah, it was like a mall competition where everybody lined up at the mall to audition. Yeah, an open casting call on a Sunday there, and David yeah. went, and um, I think Mary Clay Boland, who was casting. And George Ann, <laughs> hey, and they all went and had this open casting call on a Sunday. I remember that because we had to like permit the parking lots and all that shit. And she came out Were of you that. Guys there? Were you I, I, that. Yeah, but I never even went in the mall. I went to the parking lot. But I heard that it was thousands. Wow, ten thousand people. people showed up. Yeah, yeah. Now we had to shut it down. Remember, we shut it yeah. down. Right. That's oh. right. Yeah, we shut it down. Kristen, were you there too? I didn't go over a weekend, and um, I forget, uh, there was a PA who went, I forget who it was, and they said it was Bedlam. Yeah. Uh, it, there was no control, they had to shut the whole, the cops shut it down, I think. I shut it down, there was 10 yeah. Wow. But she was the nicest, we were talking uh, about Jimmy Sack getting on oh the show. Um, and just the nicest person in the world, so yeah. sweet, zero acting, but yeah. whatever any director asked her to do, she would, Full wholeheartedly tried to do what yeah. they were asking her to do. Yeah, true. How, it, I, I, I did her makeup for a wedding. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. Oh, wow. 
Aww. Yeah, I remember she, David had a very specific image for her. He really wanted her to look like Elizabeth Taylor. She did. Now, she did. yeah, well, not knowing that, you know, the colorblind thing affected the way that he saw things. Mm. So huh? it's like most Wait, of the women were colorblind. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's why everyone was blonde or dark hair. That was it. Wait, yeah, David there was Chase no was in colorblind? David Chase is completely is. colorblind. Wait, wait, I look at everybody shaking their head here. Wait, what? How is? How did that play into? How do? How does everybody know? Did you ever notice that everybody on The Sopranos was either blonde hair or dark hair? There was no in between. No. Oh my! God. And did you oh, notice there were a lot of heavy you shadows? Yeah. Yeah. David was colorblind. Yeah. So David, how how involved was David in picking out? Um, oh my God! Thing. Oh my God. Extremely. Yeah. Especially with the hair department, he was in there like crazy. I actually came across the other day looking through some photos. I actually came across Ginny Sachs makeup test photos where we wow. tested her in a dark wig and a blonde wig because David was colorblind. He could only see the two extremes. So we had to try both of them for him. It wow. Was I didn't know that. So what about Wardrobe? What was that like? That also well, I've he mostly dealt with Juliet, but, um, um, I don't know. It seemed that for for Juliet, I, I don't know. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, what became easier for him just to say yes or to get involved in a conversation with Juliet? But I, I think once I came on board, it was just sort of Juliet. You know, if there was something particular, he would ask about it. If there was something he had a very strong opinion about, but otherwise, we sort of did our thing there. Ju I, I got to talk to Juliet at some point. I haven't. I haven't yet. Oh, you have I'm, to, sure yeah. she, I'm sure she went head to head with David because she was very opinionated. Oh, sure. And she did. And people generally were not opinionated around David once they get to know that if you have that strong an opinion, you might not have a job right. after a certain right. point. So yeah. she, but, but if she you also noticed it affected the lighting on the show because he liked the heavy shadows that were cast. He liked the yeah. contrast. Mm. Because yeah. of being colorblind, uh, the women weren't too yeah. fine of them. No, you know, but because no. needless to say, it would age them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we look harsh. Wow. We that, all look pretty. That was a huge factor in the yeah. look of the show. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we were one of the last shows that were probably shooting on film. Really, I remember when, right? when we made the move to HD. And oh, we, we made did the, make the move. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't to it wasn't we were a few seasons in before we did that. Oh yeah, it was like five or six. Yeah. 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 Like, we weren't yeah, even here. Yeah. Well maybe right after you left, right? That's good, because I would have been so sad to be a part of that. <laughs> even though I went on we were sad to be a thirty five mil, man. What about when you came back, Dre, as a ghost? Didn't were we on H D then? Were you guys there when I came back? Because I feel like that was in Paris. Kristen was there. It was Paris. I was there. No, Wait, you could you have one. Yes, Kristen were, yeah. You came back once in a, a um, construction of a house. You were in yeah. the house. Walking oh, that's yeah. right. Because I was with you yeah, for that. I remember that. That was, that was right after I died, though. That was yeah. like season six. Probably not 6A or whatever the hell it was called. What was it? 6A? 6A. 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 A half. 
Um, do you do you remember yeah. JSI? Do you remember when like you guys have to remember what season this was? Remember we shot the last episode of a certain season, an FBI female agent, and during the summer during the hiatus, David decided he didn't like her. Okay. Yes. Oh my God! Yes. And, yes. And first, I remember that. The first thing we had the to do when we got back clarity was because that we had to reshoot everything. That so, so that he could put, make sure that that scene went in the DVD footage for the yeah. before, before it was released, and we had to recreate your look exactly. So we only had to use her coverage, but you had that necklace that was a, a gold heart with a diamond lightning bolt. A lightning bolt, and nobody had it. So I'm in the trailer making it from scratch, trying to go like, from a no, Polaroid yeah. My boyfriend oh. at the time had given that to me, Mike. Oh, I guess you, I guess you didn't like Mike anymore because you didn't have the necklace. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, I know it was a huge heart with a lightning bolt. Yeah. I don't know where it is. That must have gotten lost. Wow. Maybe wow. the fire. Wow. Yeah, that was weird. Reshooting stuff for the previous season, we were very shot. Yeah. Right? Wasn't yeah. that crazy? Well, that's because he was really unset. He was really dissatisfied with the actress that he had selected so the only way you would have known she would have ever been in it is if you had watched the original version if you had exactly. watched it the first time yeah. other than that say, you never would know you'll yeah. never know yeah no. but i'm not going to say who she is because she's actually a really great great actress but um the reason why that happened is it was beyond her performance. I think it was more about the fact yeah. that it was very difficult to, to tie her down. Yeah. She picked me, I don't know, Chris and I talked about this on Made Women. Yep. Tie her podcast. down? Oh, please. She said she was going out for a cigarette. We had to send out a search party for her. She ended up in catering. <laughs> <laughs> she was hungry. She's like, cigarette, food, I don't know. Like, I said, listen, we need to we need to keep this moving along. We're due to shoot this show like any minute now. Between the difference between hair and makeup was a matter of like two or three minutes at best. And she decided, she's like, can I go out and smoke a quick cigarette? And she, we're like, okay, but don't go very far. And the next thing you know, she was gone. And I, yeah, but do you, we had to send people to look for her. Yeah. Do you guys remember how late she was on the first day? Two hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was picking her up. Yeah, I, I picked her that. up. I remember that. Like, I, waited, I waited in the car for two hours and I think it was crazy. I don't know who was driving me that day but um he was getting mad he, like I was being disrespected you know and I was like you think I give a fuck I said a I'm a fan of hers so I don't care and b she's probably recovering right now from she's probably I, I, she's probably recovering from being hung over like me right now in this car so if we can all just take a two-hour nap before getting to work and we can blame it on her. I don't give a shit. Great. Yeah. yeah. Her fault. Her fault. Yeah, but no matter yeah, how whatever you are, you still showed up. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, I would come to really? work so hungover. You oh, showed up no um, matter what. We all yeah, came to you. And so you delivered. Oh, yeah. Nothing is as bad. I gotten in trouble once for being, um, for having a string of late, of, of tardies. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, did you have, you guys uh, wait? Dre, you I got in trouble to... on you got in trouble on Sopranos. 
I mean, I don't know if it was Sopranos, but there was definitely really? a show that I've been on where they were like, you know what? You can't be late every day. I was like, I mean, I'm just like 15 minutes late. Come on, give me a fucking Okay. Consider Marchetti and the goat. Okay. <laughs> During Pio Mai. He showed up three hours late with the goat we needed for the scene. So I'm not even there yet. I can't wait till I get to those episodes. What are some of the craziest moments? Till this of those day, he's known as Marchetti. <laughs> oh those of you who don't know, Jeff Marchetti was our was he was he set dresser or prop? Set dresser, yeah. He was yeah. set dresser. Set dresser. Set dresser. But he was he and and Jim were like this towards the at the end of the show. They became like best friends. And then eventually he was on the show as Chicky. What was his name? Didi. Didi Bissell. Didi Bissell. What was it? Bissell. Bissell? Didi Bissell. 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 That, that was his character's name? Like Bissell, because he had the Bissell sleeper on the set as a set dresser, so he named him Bissell. His first name was what? Petey. Petey. <laughs> okay, Petey Bissell. Oh my God. Amazing. So yeah, he was on the show guys. I was just, I'm just telling the listeners that, but, um, yeah, I yeah. just remember Jim paying him how they bet him how much money. I think it was like 50 bucks. Jim was like, you'll never fart in front of Annette Benning," <laughs> And he did. Oh my God. He did. Oh <laughs> my God. Marchetti would never fart in front of Annette Benning. No, oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. he did. For 50 bucks, he did. <laughs> I think he overpaid. Marchetti would have done that for 20. Easy. He would have done it for five. He would have done it for free for the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Do, do you guys, speaking of that, do you remember Jim having, he would be, he was filming scenes in the uh, Suburban with the girlfriend who was the macrobiotic eater? And oh, yeah. staffing, letting it rip so much while they're in filming, his eyes were watering and they'd go cut. I remember Kimber going in with the Kleenex all the time. <laughs> that girl was ripping it. Like, like no. you can see it on the monitor. Oh my like, God. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, macro, I'm macrobiotic. She was one of the most colorful people to ever be on that show. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. I hope she doesn't watch this. Because... By the way, Kimbra. Look Very there. nice. <laughs> They're real. Nice. I was really by Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> we still have some of your nails down in the basement. In the oh basement, God, the basement. Yeah, they come in handy. <laughs> oh, You're doing an 80s show. Those nails come in handy. Mm-hmm. What are you working on now? What are you guys all working on now? Well, Steve is in Germany on the Matrix. Yeah, I'm doing the Matrix four right now. Amazing! Oh, my kids would be very excited. <laughs> Come visit. I'm, I'm it's, starting up City on a Hill season two. Because we okay. shut down because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, I know everybody on that show. That's that's great. On nice. that show, I don't know anything, guys, because I watch nothing. I, I'm clueless. Wait, Kimbra. Kimbra, yes. is Sarah Shaw yeah. on that show? Yes, she is. She used to be. Who came to Vegas? She's not on this season. Yep. And believe it or not, 
I fucking love Sarah Shahi, and yeah, I'm yeah, really sad gorgeous. that she's not on this season. Oh. Yeah, she's so pretty. But we, the, the Vegas trip that we may or may not ever speak of. <laughs> oh my Can you please God. tell us just a little bit about the Vegas oh, trip? Oh, come on. I have photos oh. from the Vegas trip. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and we're leaving at that. We can talk about we can we give like the the PG version. Well, yeah. Jim got married and Steve officiated. We we covered yes. Ginger and Jim got married in Vegas. It was a beautiful ceremony. <laughs> and we had our honeymoon in one of the suites and put the robes on and the whole thing. I could not believe how into that he was and how it was his idea. By the way, oh my god, he was loving every minute of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. But no, I but but you, you can, Jim, tell the story about how you guys shot there. And then Jim said, come here, look at this room. What are oh. we going to do? Well, yeah, you can no. do what leads up to the room, but yeah, don't yeah. talk about what happened right. in the room. <laughs> oh. No, no. The room, right. all, the room was like the least of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so please, Ginger. Jenji, you were like the anchor for so many human beings on that show. You, yeah, hundred percent. You really were. Yeah. And oh, as I remember, my own husband, I love you, honey. But this was in Florida, though, so it's in Vegas. I will never. I will never forget the text. Where, that was in Florida. I will never forget the text where you said, "I'm naked on the floor and I can't find Ginger," and I. Had, <laughs> To text Ginger to actually find where she was. Wait, yeah. I'm like, my husband's looking for you. Where'd you go? <laughs> I'm naked on the floor oh and I God. can't find Ginger. I said that before. Steve, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, best, the best pictures of you and Jim giving me a foot massage. You guys are in the pool and I'm sitting on the ledge of the pool and I'm in oh. Jim's swim trunks because I didn't have a bathing suit. <laughs> And we, that was another epic night, that Florida. Oh. Remember that, Florida or, or, or Vegas? No, that was Florida. Oh, Florida, many, we got kicked. Many, many epic stories. Oh, my God. When wow. we started in the pool, got kicked out of the pool, moved to the beach, beach <laughs> and then patrol showed up. The and then snuck back into the pool. And then ended up in Jim's hotel room ordering probably $1,000 worth of pancakes and room service. Oh and who was with you guys? Who from the cast was with you guys? Oh, my God. I just... Uh, was, I, mean, I remember Tony Sirico was down there, but he wasn't yeah, with us. He was the only one who partied with us. It was us. Yeah. It was Jim and then us, like the department heads who they brought down. Yeah. It was like Jim and the crew. Right? Yeah. Like always. Always. <laughs> I remember being in Jim's shower at one point. I don't remember. It's like all glass and everyone's just hanging out. It was like a party. It was weird. In his shower. In, it, in his shower? Yeah. yeah. It was like a glass shower that was like the whole, was exposed to the whole room. Yeah. And there were people hanging out just in the shower. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was normal. Totally that normal was, in Vegas. That was Miami. That was Miami. But remember Vegas? Do you, my favorite part of Vegas is much, well, the favorite part that I could talk about in Vegas. Remember when we were filming by the pool and then Alan, the director, and I decided to take Jim and throw him in the pool? Oh, no. As soon as, as, soon as we cut on a scene, Alan, our director, and I decided we we're going to take Jim and just barrel roll him into the pool, no matter what. And oh, Alan, we, we okay, in the count of three, we're going to do it. You, both of us were going to attack Jim at once and put him in the pool. And Alan went immediately. And I was like, oh, crap. 
and Jim was starting to win and I just had to come up behind him and just put my weight into him and we just went flying into the pool. The Luckily, pool, yeah. our three of you went flying in? Oh God, our set photographer, Craig, got some great action shots of us going through the air and yeah. into the water. Oh my God, they're beautiful. It's like some of my best memories. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, I got to get like those pictures so that, uh That Vegas trip, when we got there, it was like we had like a half a day to like party mm -hmm. before we had to work the next day. Right. You remember, Kristen? They were like, Jim needs to see you. He wants a fan. I'm like, what the fuck? Why do I gotta go bring him a fan? Like, what? Because he always a fan. He didn't like the AC. And I'm like, God damn it. All right. And so I go, I get a fucking fan from the concierge. I go upstairs and I knock on the door and I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so annoyed at him. He opens the door like a little kid. He's like, get in here. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look at this. Look at what they gave me. They gave him, it was when Caesars had just opened like the all suites building, mm -hmm. remember? And they gave him the top floor, the whole top floor. They had a 360 like outside deck with a putting green, jacuzzi, oh. barbecues. He had a butler and he was freaking out. He was like, oh my God, can you believe, look at this room. What am I going to do with all the space? I'm like, we got to have a party. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, we did. I was like, we have a party. And he was like, Okay. He was like, all right, well, if you can figure it out, then we'll do it. I'm like, are you serious? Because I would yeah. always tell him, because he say shit to me, and I'm like, make sure that what you're saying to me is what you mean, because you know that's what mm -hmm. I'm going to go do, or what I'm going to go yeah. say, what you just said. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Smart, Ginger. Smart. <laughs> and I fucking got with the hotel liaison and planned this whole party, and we had this epic fucking rap party. It was oh, insane. Yes. That was the best party I've ever been to, ever. But do you remember how he got that hotel room, though? He was really smart about it. Is his agent said the only thing Jim requests in Vegas is a room where the window opens because he likes fresh air. Sure, well, yeah. in Vegas, no rooms have windows that open because they're suicide jumpers. Oh, so yeah. the only ones that open are the ones that are the penthouse suites. And that was the slickest, smartest move I've ever seen in my life. And I've actually I've done, done that myself since then. And yeah. I've won just like Jim. Ooh, yeah. it works. Oh, it, works. it works. Oh, it a hundred percent works. I always ask for an op a window that will open. And yeah. Absolutely. Always ask for that. Yep. How do, how do they know that you're not the suicidal one? Like what if the guy, <laughs> can I have a window that opens? You know, I don't know. Good point. That is a good point. If I am, they win, they don't have to pay me, okay? It's, that's all there is to it. Were there, were there any good stories from Asbury Park? I can't remember because uh, I was there, but I remember also being, I okay, think it was that, me, Stevie, that's and, the Marchetti Goat and Michael. That hotel was straight out of The Shining. Come on. It was haunted. As the as only as thing it was missing was a set of dead twins. Wait, what hotel? Because I, I, I lived in Asbury Park. Yeah, what hotel was it? It's not the Asbury, it's the other one. I could look this up really quick. I would say, what, a, what, about the, what about the act called Beauty and the Grease? Do you remember that? Oh my that? God, Beauty and the Grease in the bar. Holy crap, I forgot about them. Yeah! Jog my memory, tell me more, because I, I, was, I was hammered. Wait, wait, yeah. I think at least- It's the only way you could have dealt with that hotel is being hammered. It's the Berkeley- Chris, wasn't that where at least six crew members at least six crew members went into their hotel rooms at the end of like a 19 hour day and other crew members were other sleeping. people were in their rooms, yes. Well, yeah. Yes. 
Oh Eric my God! Wait, what? got into bed with Noreen, not <laughs> realizing she was there. I remember this. Yeah. Hey, chicken. We didn't hear what hotel. What? What, what was this? The Berkeley Oceanfront. Oh my Is God. That, oh my. That was like, like when it was broken down on the boardwalk, right? It's right. It's yeah. like it was a mess. Yeah, and it was super old, and they had, like, actual keys. They didn't have the – they had actual keys, so they had key copies made for everybody. And I don't know if you remember this, the Robert De Niro movie, City on the Sea, was also shooting there. They were coming out, and we were going in, and Mm -hmm. they just didn't keep track of the keys. So they gave the same sets of keys to, like, six or seven different people, (laughs) and people got in bed with everyone. (laughs) It was not – I don't think I was ever in my The only thing that was missing in that – Hotel was a set of bloody twins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. However, that hotel now has been completely refurbished. Oh. And it's like three hundred dollars a night to stay there now. It's gorgeous. Actually, you know, it's, of course. Yeah, so. it's all it's all redone. Ginger, what was the hotel where um, we've been in so many hotels on the show where you'd call for a wake up call? And you would like at four o'clock in the morning, the phone would ring and you'd say hello. And you just hear a guy going, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> I remember that. That's right. What was that? that was either Atlantic City or the Apple Orchard. Oh my God. The Apple, Apple Orchard. Oh my God. Yep. I remember we looked at Apple each other. Really at each other, and I said, "Did you get like a weird wake up call?" And you, and you go, "Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up." And we said that for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have been a part of the crew to be traveling with you guys. Doing oh my god! Because I wasn't there for any of that shit. I was just there for Asbury Park, man. Oh, Atlantic City. Oh. Oh my god! The thing that was the worst, the one that we, the one we were most scared of, is when Jim was the king of Bacchus in Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh, that was one that oh. everybody asked me, "Why are you letting your husband go down with him?" Yeah, but it was like, like yeah, Jim was the king of the Bacchus parade well, of Mardi seen- Gras, <laughs> and he, he was allowed to have like twelve or thirteen of us as like his court. And we were so scared to even go there because Wait, we guys went to New Orleans. Florida went, how Vegas went, how everything, how Italy went. We were just like, and now we're going to Mardi Gras. Are you effing kidding us? Yeah. So we were scared to death. And we landed in the Vegas airport with the chief of police and the whole what? police department escorting us into okay, town. Tell- New Orleans. Wait a second. Tell them the name of the person who was in charge of escorting you around. Well, the guy who was Please. in charge of the Bacchus parade, his name is Mike Hunt. <laughs> why were you? Why were you? Why were you guys scared? What would happen? Like, what, it was just like well, people. In every town we've ever been in, like between yeah. you know Florida, with the stories that you know Ginger will tell you, we cannot tell anyone about what happened. Right. And Vegas, the stories that we cannot talk about. City, in the all the cities that we cannot talk about. The they used that to close did. bars early when they knew we were done shooting. Yeah. yeah. But, oh yeah. Mardi Gras. If we were on we were, a distant location. We were scared to death of Mardi Gras because when we landed in Mardi Gras, the chief of police said, Welcome to New Orleans. Anything you want to do is legal. If you kill somebody and we see we see it, we might have to do something. But other than that, enjoy. Yeah. And the like, chief of police himself was saying, Do you want hookers? Do you want drugs? What do you want? We'll take care of you. And we were like, oh, my God. My God. <laughs> so we were all so scared to death of what could happen. And it was 
we actually were on really good behavior because we were so scared. But the funniest thing of New Orleans was the day of the Mardi Gras parade itself. We we saw the parade, the float that we had to be on, and we were getting dressed. Jim had us all in our tuxes. Jim was getting into his weird outfit he had to be for the king. And Jim asked the guy in charge, Mike Hunt, which is the best name ever. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, what's on the float? Do we have alcohol? Do we have food? What do we have? He's like, well, what do you want? We got like subs and beer. He's like, yeah, you got anything harder than beer? He's like, just give us a list of what you want. So the chief of police had up one of the officers go around to each one of us with his pad and write down what we each wanted from the liquor store. And the chief of police came up and goes, watch this, you're gonna love it. And we walked to the window of the convention center we were getting dressed at, and we looked out the window, the officers got into their police car, they drove off with their lights and sirens on. Oh my God. Uh, 10 minutes later, he says, go back to the window again. We went back to the window, police car, lights and sirens on again, flying back in, screeching into the convention center, and two cops getting out with boxes full of booze, just coming to yeah. us. It was like a scene out of Animal House. I mean, we could do yeah. anything we wanted, but we're just like, you got it. And it was, it was. No. That is scary. Jim, I was the only girl invited to that. Jim oh. was trying to get me to go. Do you remember? This? <laughs> do you remember? And I was Why like, am I, not surprised? I don't know if it's a good idea for me to go. Huh? What was it? Was it an HBO PR thing? And they no. wanted him to No, he was the no. king. He was the No, it was his team. Yeah. It, it was every... okay, so, okay, he was the king of Mardi Gras, but what he just decided what? that he just said yes and accepted the invitation and brought a bunch of you guys with him. Is yes. that what it was? Well, Absolutely. Was, That's he all it was. Because we were shooting at the time and he brought his buddies yeah. that he grew up with, Doug and all those guys, and then he brought a bunch of guys from the crew. Yeah, I, I didn't go. Thank I God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I I, yeah, I would have been keeping all you motherfuckers in check. Exactly. <laughs> He's naked on the floor of Bourbon Street and Ginger's not here. Exactly. Well, the funniest thing was like, when we got back, because the, the company was shooting while we were doing this, right. when we got back, because I, I remember when we were flying out of the airport, you know, we were all on like separate flights. And I remember Jim and I texting back and forth going, oh, my God, I'm going to die. We're drunk. I mean, like, so drunk. When we got back, we, like, we left Mardi Gras, New Orleans, like on a Friday, came back to work on a Monday. And I remember Robert Eiler turned to me in the makeup trailer on that Monday and goes, holy crap, you reek of alcohol. <laughs> and that was left over from the previous week. <laughs> I mean, it oh was my bad. God. Oh my God, we partied hard. We really oh, did. Oh, I was one did. of the worst for sure. I mean, and Michael had the bar. I mean, we yeah. were all yeah. out of control. Do you guys ever end up at Manitoba's late at night? <laughs> yeah. After shooting? Yeah. Nope. Playing pool did, at Dick Manitoba's? He Yep. Did Edie Falco ever hang out with you guys? Was she partying ever, or she just kind of yeah. did her thing and disappeared? No, she just kind of did her thing. Yeah. yeah. Except for the yeah, Prince night. Except for the Prince night. Yes. Oh, except for the. That's right. What night? What night? What night? Prince. Prince had like a small, intimate concert. All of a sudden, Edie came out. 
Yeah. No. Wow. That's a good reason to come out. She's like, I'm not going to hang out with these ass clowns, but I will come out for print. And we went straight from there back to Silver Cup and slept on the couches because we had call in like two hours. Oh, wow. I don't remember the Prince night. There were so many Prince nights. He always invited, um, he was always inviting the Sopranos to everything, which I thought was super cool. Well, that was the thing. I think that we were, what was interesting is that, you know, he didn't like to do publicity, which we all know. So anything that he was invited to, the invitation was extended to everyone. And it was like, if you want me, these clowns have to come too. And we all were kind of the protective bubble of each other and everybody within the bubble. And that was, I think, what made it very, very different than like other casts and other shows is that he never really wanted to be the star. He just right. wanted everybody yeah. to go along for the ride all the that's time because that's what felt best to him and felt right for mm-hmm. him. And, and um, it was always cool. It was fun. We all, I mean, what about the, the Bruce Springsteen concert? I mean, that, that was, was, no, oh God, that was amazing. That Stevie would get Lots us in, like oh. a whole section for the Soprano crew, and we'd all go party and watch Springsteen, and then go backstage. And, and then we'd have the after party. party. Yeah, I still got my pass from that. Don, Silvio Dante's backstage or whatever. Is, yeah. Remember the time Maureen came out at, into the pit at the concert? Yeah. Yes, and we were all like, oh my God, we have to protect her. And Stevie couldn't stop. He was so obsessed with that. Yeah. Yes, he wouldn't let, he let her stay for four minutes, and then he yeah. pulled her back out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the best. Wow, I love it. I remember all those times. But you know what it was, though, too, with the show is that w- it was my first big acting job. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't I don't know what the the the, the cast system of a, of a TV show is or whatever. To me, it was just like your faces. That was those were the faces I was used to seeing. It wasn't so, it wasn't so much the actors. I didn't spend as much time with the actors because I wasn't in a lot of scenes with them. Um, But I would see you guys all the time when I would be there, you know? I mean, Steve and Kimber would be the first faces I see. Joseph's would be all day long. And the last face I would see, Kristen's always there. Chicken in and out because you were in the office. But, I mean, you're chicken. Um, (laughs) And then Ginger, forget about it. Up my fucking ass all day long. We gotta go here, we gotta go there, we gotta go here. so when we used to hang out and party at night and stuff, it would be, it wouldn't be with the actors as much, except for Jim. Jim would usually be around. It would be, yeah. it would be Jim or, or Michael. Michael, yeah. Um, but that was really, the, 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 that was what I remembered more than anything else, except for the big events, like, you right. know, awards and shit like that. Yeah. But um, I remember like being at, what, what were the, the bars that we used to go to when we were shooting? I never had that experience again, by the way, after a TV show. This was the only TV show that I knew I could leave work and go have a drink with someone. I haven't worked on a show where I could do that again. Well, I think that's one of the things that like just speaks to the the group of people who worked on this show is that we worked 16 to 18 hours together and then we still wanted to see each other's faces and hang out. We wanted more of each other, yeah. You know, we we couldn't get enough of each other. You, oh, you wanted more. Yeah. You wanted more. Yeah. It was, it was pretty special. And, and yeah, it doesn't happen often. And no. you know, we're all still in each other's lives in one way, shape, or form, some closer than others. But we're all, to me, like all family, you know, like I texted all you guys. Some of you I haven't spoken to in a while. I said, 
Ginger wants to do this, and you guys are like, sign me up. It's like no yeah. hesitation. Well, you know what's so great, Ed Ginger, is that there's been so uh, so much conversation over the years, many, 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 many years, about, oh, we're all going to get together and have a reunion. We're all going to yeah. get together. This is the closest thing we've had to yeah. it. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in a quarantine, nice. our quarantine Zoom. But the real reason why I brought you guys here today is because I have a burning question. Uh-oh. Who, who was on set when Joey Pants is in the back room of the Bing, maybe, or a card game, and there's a pan going across the room, and everyone's passed out, and he has his pants down. I remember Kristen. Oh, I remember that. I don't he remember that. He pulled a prank on everyone. You don't remember, Steve? I feel like this would be a story that you would Because he wanted America. He wanted a flag sticking out of his butt. Right? Oh, my God. I remember that. Yes. Oh. Marchetti put the pretzel in his ass. Yeah. It was a breadstick. It was a breadstick. Bread 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 yes. 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. You guys oh, all my God. Yes. Oh, and it was with yep. that Swedish actress. Oh, she yeah. was like a six-foot blonde. Oh, I absolutely remember that. That was brilliant. Oh. Yes. Dre, did you ever get a funny. sense? Did you ever get a sense from actors who came in onto the show if they were like, were we a welcoming bunch to them? Or was it like incredibly intimidating because everyone was so close and they came oh. in? Or did they just like love being there or was it weird? Do you ever get that sense from other cast members? I, because I didn't really, um, I didn't really have much to do with any of the other cast members, but I asked you guys that question earlier about day players coming in and out, or even just, you know, people who had an arc oh, because I, nor normally it is that way. They yeah. feel uncomfortable. I know I feel uncomfortable usually. Here's the thing with the day players and the new cast members, do you guys remember what the prop department did for their chair, their cash chair? It said, the new guy. Oh, no. Right. Oh, it just cool. said, the new guy, and that was it. And it was like the most intimidating group you could come into. And everyone was like, oh, crap. And I also remember going to rem Go ahead, It's Kendra. hard to remember anything else beyond the prop truck catching on fire. Oh. Yeah. Season oh, two. How did that happen? Season two. <laughs> well, yeah. How did that, that happen? Holiday Pirates goes to the prop truck. <laughs> what was it? Can we ask? Happened? Because it was a seamstress decorating contest. Yeah. Seamstress went missing. I things just went missing is what I'm saying. <laughs> and then the prop truck caught on fire. Oh, uh, wink, wink. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Like uh -huh. more drama. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Drea, Dre, going back to your question, I will say that I do recall uh, when we would go in to dress the newcomers, they often would ask, is everybody nice? Yeah. Yeah. What was your I would, answer? I would, oh, I would still always say, of course, the nicest group we ever get to work with. Yeah. Just stay the fuck away from Dre because she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, um, I, I go out of my way when people are new on set because I know what it feels like to be that guy. So I really, you know, if an actor is stumbling on their lines because they're nervous, like I'm the guy that's like, let's take our time, you know, let's, let's, have, let's, 
let's go for 30,000 takes today. Well, also, <laughs> yeah, but that's also because you never know your lines either, so. <laughs> you know something? You have to down, Jen. Now, do you guys actually remember, because we were such a tight group, do you remember, I forget his name, the director that came on that we actually made cry because the crew was like, no, we're done. We're moving on. This is how we do things. I forget who it was, but we were like, he wanted to do certain things a certain way. And we're like, no, not in our formula. Bye. And we just yeah, we, yeah, we were, dictated how things were done. Who was 100% that? 100% tough on, on, on directors that were not part of the machine. Yeah. Including, including big film directors like Mike Figgis. Yeah. That's usually the one who made me cry. We made Mike Figgis no. cry. No. Yes. No. I know who it was. It was um, uh, the guy who does all the, uh, David Nutter. That's David who it was. David Nutter. Oh, Nutter. Nutter. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep, I think you are right. Yep. Really Tamahori had a really tough time, too. Oh, it was like we had such a system going. We knew how it, it was a machine. Yeah. And it was yeah. like if a new person came in and they wanted to try something so far outside of our formula, it was like, no. Was we took over as a crew. We're like, this is how it's done. And like, this like, is how it works. Yep. Danny Especially Liner was the one who did the liner niner. Even liner if someone liner, had yeah. to walk into a room, there would be nine takes. Yeah. Even though there wasn't any dialogue involved, Weiner? that's how come we got up a fund to try and buy him to try and bribe him to move on to the next shot. Oh. Wait, were you talking about Weiner? Of Danny Liner. Danny Liner, not Matt Weiner. Oh, Danny Liner. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who no, that was. No, the one who directed. Dude, where's my car? Right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, right back. You know what I remember um, most? The amount of food. How much food there was in the show and how much Jimmy would eat during rehearsal. Rehearsals, all oh. of them. Like, I, yes. Remember? And we'd be like, I'd be like, why? Why are you? Stop eating him. Shrimp, it was delicious. Them. They'd just they be would, fucking gabons, like... like Eating. But why did they always get such good food for the friggin' scenes? <laughs> because the guys were gonna was gonna eat it all, so they had to. Hold it! Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Do, you also, Do you remember the steaks? We they got maybe thirty five steaks, and then the guys kept eating the steaks in rehearsal. Every flip mm. out because by yes. the time they started shooting, there was no steak. Yes. <laughs> They would eat, and then they'd be sick and complaining yeah. that they ate too much. And like, motherfucker, it's your own fault. <laughs> we told you during rehearsal to stop eating. Yeah. Strangely enough, the thing that I remember Jim eating the most is talcum powder when he wanted to have a dry mouth. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what? Why, why would he? What? <laughs> what is that? He was method, so it's like if Don't he method. had to have a dry mouth, he would eat talcum powder. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Oh, oh my God. See, did you just get yourself another drink? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think he, he went moved from on to beer. Yeah. Wine to beer. You're going to be hungover. All right, I finished a bottle of wine. I'm on my second beer. I have to be up in like... Six hours for yeah. work. He's killing it. Like oh old days. Like Just old times. It's like old times, Steve. Yeah. Steve, tell us about some of your crazy effects that you did on the show. Oh God. The big ones, the big things. Well, Joey well, the big, Pants' head. But the bigger ones were the heads, like Joey Pants' head, which 
scarily you enough. Don't have like, it? Um, legally, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it may or may not be in the basement. Yeah. You could sell that. The non-existent basement it may be in. Actually, and Joey not Pantone, for nothing, they are your hands. Exactly. So Joey Pants's head was the first head I ever made in my life. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And uh, yeah, I, I had never done one before, but I always wanted to try one. And I remember I made the first one. It was horrible. And I talked to Robin and Mitch and David. I'm like, look, give me one more shot. Let me try again. And I did a second one, which was better. It wasn't great, but it was better. It was usable for what we had to do. Um, but since the way he was killed, he had to have his head and his hands in the bowling bag. But his hands, I took the molds of his hands, but every time I poured them out in silicone, I'm like, something's wrong. And I'm like, no, his hands really are that girly and feminine and just <laughs> dainty. So, but no one would believe that those hands were really a man's hands, so I had to use my own hands for his hands. <laughs> so, but then the next, the next heads I had to do, I did a better job on, which was to fill the Atardo heads that had to be driven over by the car. Uh, I had to God. do those. And um, actually, those heads were the ones that, you know, are the funniest story because, no, that was actually, that's the fat Dom Are head. those the ones you almost shot over? No, those are the fat Dom heads. So I had to do the Philly Atardo heads, so I did a bunch of those. Um, and then the fat Dom heads were like the third heads I ever did in my life. Um, so the fat Dom heads, when we had to do his head being cut off and put in the freezer, I actually was racing because David said, I need rehearsal heads. I need hero heads for the shots. So I had to do like six different heads and I had like a week and a half to do them, which is no time whatsoever. So I'm getting them done. I'm exhausted. I'm working like 20 hours a day, getting no sleep whatsoever you know, round the clock. And Dave is like, I want to see these heads. We're shooting them, blah, 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 blah. So I take the two nice hero heads of Fat Dom and I have them on stands. I just finished them. The paint's drying on them. I put black trash bags over top of them. I strap them in the back of my truck because I have like a, the, the, the back seat of my truck. They're in there. So they're not in the cab, but they're in the back seat. Strapped down with black trash bags over it. And Dave is like, I want to see them at like 9 a.m. in my office before they go on camera. Okay, great. So I'm exhausted, no sleep whatsoever. I'm racing to David's to see David at Silver Cup. And on the George Washington Bridge, I get into a fender bender because some jackass just cuts me off and I slam into the back of them with my truck. And I'm like, great. It's like I slam into the back of this minivan that cuts me off and then he goes into the back of this other car and I'm like, this is a nightmare. I call Kimber or text Kimber. I said, I'm going to be late. I just got into a big accident. So needless to say, the cops walking, you know, pulls us off to the side. She's walking around my truck. You know, she's walking around every vehicle trying to get, you know, the damage reports and stuff. So she's, it's time for her to walk around my vehicle. Oh my God. She just happens to look in the back window of my truck and she freezes and starts shaking. <laughs> And we have a serial I'm, murderer I'm here. Done. And she gets on her radio and she calls code something, 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 please stand by. And she's freaking out with her voice trembling. She goes, sir, what is this in the back of your vehicle? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm just like walking towards her. She's like, and she's like, starts lifting her gun. She's like, slow. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell is going on? All I'm, all I'm thinking about is the accident we just had. 
So I walk to the back of my truck and I look in and I'm like, oh shit. All I see is the two severed fat dom heads in trash bags that snapped off the stage. So all you see is two black trash bags with severed heads in them. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk very slowly and very calmly. I said, this is what I do for a living. I'm a special effects makeup artist. These are fake heads. She's like, they don't look fake to me. I'm like, thank you very much. I work very hard on them. <laughs> um, so I'm like, do you want to touch them? She's like, oh, hell no. Um, but I, I said, will you allow me to slowly open the door so I can show you that they are fake? She goes very slowly. So I open them up and I show her that the two are exact similar heads. I show her there's a pipe going through the head that the, the stand put on. So she's like, okay, they're fake. But at the same time, Kimbra tells David Steve got into an accident and, that, you know, something's going on. And I'm giving her updates throughout this whole thing and also texting her, like, okay, the cop almost shot me. You know, she's got his heads in the back of my car. I'm giving her this whole long list as I'm going through this on the bridge itself. And so the cop finally is like, okay, it's fake. It is what it is. Writes the accident report, says, okay, you can all go. So I get to Silver Cup and David, I get to David's office and I'm freaking out because it's David Chase. You don't want to piss David off. I'm well over an hour, if not more late for meeting David. So I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. He's going to be pissed. So I get to his office. I got the heads. I like re-prep them, fix the hair, put them on the stands, came into his office. He goes, I want to see. I'm like, all right, let me show you the heads. He's like, no, I want to see what the cops saw. <laughs> What? <laughs> I want to see what they saw when they looked in the back of your car. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I had to redo the whole things with the heads coming out of trash bags as David, the Prince of Darkness, is laughing ass off. And yeah, so I had to show him how it was done. And my favorite part is after doing the meeting with David, David was laughing. He was happy. He loved the heads. He was like, this is great. Excellent. Our security for Sopranos were former crime scene FBI guys. Yeah. And these guys, they knew all the guys that the show was based on. So they had heard the story of what had happened. So when I saw them, they were just laughing and they're like, please tell us what happened again. We want to hear it ourselves. I told them. <laughs> And they're like, oh, we would have shot you right off the bat and asked questions later. They're like, there's wow. no question we would have sat there and just let you explain. They're like, we would have shot you. I was like, great. I, we did that with a body once. Remember we dropped the body off the bridge and was it Patterson? And then we just totally- we never oh recovered it. Oh my God, yeah. That was a whole incident. Oh it Wait, was what happened? Hey, yes. the Patterson. Kristen, tell us the Patterson story. So we, one of the episodes, we dumped a body off a bridge. Someone was supposed to be jumping off a bridge and it was a dummy. And we're such dummies and geniuses that we forgot that we actually had to take the body out. So I think the cops found, or a floater, like a floater floated up on, oh, like oh a few days God. later or something. And we got in trouble. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was season one, wasn't it? That made the news. That was season yeah. one, right. It, it, made the, it was season one. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. It was the Great Falls of Patterson. And I forget, it was two of Mike, two of the guys, Michael Imperioli, were ha was hanging out with season one. I forget their, the characters. Oh, now. I know. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon Malone or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Brendan got shot in the bathtub by, yeah. by Sapienza. Right. They took care of somebody at the Great Falls of Patterson. They yeah. I remember. I remember. Those guys were funny. Wow. It was in the news, Kimbra, you said? Yeah. Great. Oh, my God. Get in trouble. <laughs> Always get That's in trouble, amazing. you guys, apparently. Always <laughs> recover your body. Remember the apple orchard when Harry Levy went out and met a girl at the bar at the at the hotel bar and took her back to his room but it turned out to be a town cop's girlfriend and he showed up with his gun and everything else does anybody oh. remember that god who was that was that one harry yeah harry levy was in transpo and he picked up a girl at uh the hotel bar brought her back to his room and she was the girlfriend of a local cop and the cop showed up in his room, guns drawn and everything else. Oh, to get the girl wow. Yeah. That's brilliant. I wish I could have seen that one. Yep. Wow. Yeah. singing Sweet Caroline with Charlie I was going to say that the Charlie Apple, Foster. That was the, the big uh, karaoke nights we had. Yeah. The first <laughs> night we were there, I made friends with the two old ladies. Remember, it was these two like 60-something-year-old <laughs> ladies who were in charge of bringing the karaoke machine to the hotel like two nights a week. And I was like, um, you have to come every night. <laughs> and I basically, that was when I used to pimp out like Jim and Michael Imperioli and Stevie. And uh, who was there? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi was there. And, I, and they would do anything for the crew. So I'd be like, listen, I need you to sign these. I need you to take a picture with this lady and they're going to come every night and do karaoke for the crew. And they'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> and they'd be like, Amazing. karaoke every night and got hammered every night while we were out there shooting. It was the best. Mm -hmm. That's Those true. Anything we, them, anything we asked them to do, they would do. Anything. It was 100% anything. There was nothing you, could, you couldn't ask. I remember when I first started on the show, remember I got into that accident in the cab on the way home? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I had just been on the show like a month or something. And I remember like Jim sending a care package to the hospital, like people like calling and, t and I was like, these guys don't even know me, but they were like immediate, everybody just yeah. immediately like whatever you need. And, and I'll never forget walking, yeah. walking Michael I Imperioli into the hair and makeup trailer. And he was going up the stairs and he turned around and he was like, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, cause you know, you're part of the family now. Oh, no. no. That was it. And then we were. We, everybody was family. Always. What about Christmas time, Jen? Christmas time on the set of The Sopranos. Oh, for Ginger. God. Only for Ginger, not for anybody else. No, that's, that's not true. true. That's, that's not true. true. So I'm going to tell you, my favorite, my favorite is Stevie Van Zandt. So mm -hmm. every, every year, every year at Christmas, for whatever reason, we'd be sitting in Vesuvio. We'd be shooting in Vesuvio, and he would be sitting at the table, and he would have someone call for me. Yeah. And I would go down and he'd say, you know, the way he talks and he would point to people. This is after years and years and years of being there. He would say, um, that guy. And he'd point to like Steve. What does he do? And I would say, Stevie, what do you mean? What does he do? He literally does your makeup every single day. You not know what he does. And then he would have his checkbook and he would write a check, fold it and say, here, give this to him. Right. Oh. Person would walk by, and he would say, "What does that guy do?" And I'd be like, "That's Joseph. He dresses <laughs> you every single day." We would do really? this. Steve was was oblivious what? at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the beginning. Okay. 
Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go in with everybody else. Everyone else, they were so generous. They used to t- oh. like give money for Christmas. Was- and yeah. I-, I will never forget my baby shower in Vesuvio. I mean, it was like. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yes. Wow. You know, everyone was just so ridiculous, but Stevie would do his own thing. And it was the same every year. And it was the same people. Like yeah. he'd point to Dre and be like, what does she do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would send us these awesome care packages of books. Um, I mean, every year I would get these giant care packages of like all these amazing rock and roll memorabilia books. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they were all super generous. Yeah. My first Christmas there, I remember, you know, Jim wants to see you in his camper. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. And I go over there and he hands me an envelope that I'm not kidding is like that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was- thousands of dollars now i'm a pa who makes 500 dollars a week yeah you know what i mean and i was well, like we all we all chipped into your booth we right, they right, would go booth. they would send that envelope around yeah. the whole yeah and and so i didn't know and i was like what is this and he was like that's for you and i'm like mm, well i don't understand and he's like that's for you from all of us for putting up with all our asses and blah blah, blah. and i was like i can't take this and he was like yes you can and he was like all the guy we all chipped in blah blah, blah. And, and i was like all right and then but then as I got, as I was there longer, everybody wanted to give me their money themselves. <laughs> and then I had to go from like camper to camper. That's the worst. And collect. It was like full treating. embarrassing, but awesome. Um, but yeah, same thing like when we, I remember the first time we went to Atlantic City and they were like, they all gave me money to gamble. And I'm like, I, and I would fight with them. And I'm like, I don't gamble. I don't need this. So like, well, then just go buy yourself something. And I'd be like, all right. But they were the yeah, most so generous, Italian. Most generous guys, all of them. I mean, Jim especially, about, but all of them. Yeah. What about Sirico? Sirico is because he was such a real Ugh. you know, Sirico really comes mm. from the world. He comes from the life a hundred percent. Um you know <laughs> I remember my first day shooting with Sirico, he made me cry. Really? So I think I could I see that. I, he made me cry. He said, uh, he goes, he looked at my ears and he was being affectionate and loving oh. and telling me that like I was pretty, you know, I was young, I was a kid. And he goes, he looks at my ears and he goes, mad on, you got fucking clock gable ears. And I was like, oh my God. And I, all I wanted was for um, hair to take my hair down. Do you remember the time I told him that he could probably get Aquanet to um, sponsor him? Sponsor him, and then he became obsessed with that idea, and he just kept calling Aquanet, whoever he could talk to. He did? They took out two freaking wind machines to try and mess his hair up, and it didn't move. It just kind of bent and then sprung back into place. That's right. Yes. If anything's an advertisement for Aquanet, I would have to say it would be that. <laughs> now, Kimbra, Kimbra, you're about the only one who's probably going to remember this. Ginger, you may remember this. With Sirico, he's like, he was like every actor because you never knew if you were going to get killed or not, what was going to happen, because there was no rhyme or reason to anything. It's like anyone could be killed at any moment, which is the brilliance of the show. Sirico was so paranoid he was going to be killed. 
He's like, there's two things. I'm not a rat and I'm not gay. He's like, those are the two things. He's like, those are that. Now, I went to David Chase. I'm like, David, I want to screw with Sirico really bad. Can I do it? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I want to write a script where he dies as a gay rat. <laughs> oh, Kimber, you remember this? Okay, so I wrote this whole script because whenever we got the scripts, we would usually, as a crew, we'd get them before the cast would, which was yeah. really weird. Right. So we would get them, and if Sirico would see them, he'd walk in the trailer, he'd grab it and run and oh. find his parts. I'd always be wanting to know what happened next, try and grab the scripts from us. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Sirico would always grab it, want to know what's going on, figure it out. So I wrote a fake script, and I asked David, I'm like, are you cool with if I do this? Just a really I remember method. when you yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah, so I wrote a scene with him being killed as a rat, and I mean, he was crushed in a garbage truck. And there's a white loafer that fell out of the truck. I mean, the details were like really there. And I showed it to David. David laughed his ass off. He's like, oh, please do this. So I just <laughs> left it laying on the counter as the next episode number. And Sirico, as usual, grabbed it, took the script, read it, and came back going, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? He like lost his mind that I had killed him off and he thought David was doing it. And I was literally crying, tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> was he crying? He, he was so obsessed with knowing what was going on and stealing scripts whenever he could. He would it was hysterical. Almost every night too, to ask when the script was coming out and if, any, if he knew anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You hear anything? You hear anything? Yeah. Tell me if you hear anything. How yeah. about all of that with that though? He'd come to work in the morning, he'd get out of his town car, and he'd hug me, because I would be there to greet everybody as they landed. Win car service. He'd hug me, and he wore so much cologne. Oh, yeah. It's like six Obsession hours. for men. Anybody yep. who walked by would be like, you got Sirico. Yeah. Because <laughs> he always wore so Her, much cologne. Oh, I love him. Obsession for men. Right. That was my, his thing. The best Sirico Michael story is they were in a car doing a scene in a car and I had um, Comtex on because I was cueing them to, to do something. So I could hear what they were talking about in the car and the conversation literally went like this. <laughs> do you know? Sirico <laughs> <laughs> looks at Michael and he goes, Yo, you stink. <laughs> Michael said, what? I'm sorry. And Sirico goes, you don't wear fucking deodorant. Like you think I can't be in the car with you, which then Michael tried to explain to him that his wife didn't like when he wore deodorant. She liked him to be natural. And this, oh, went, yeah. on, this went on for five minutes. It was the greatest dialogue I've ever heard in my whole life. I was peeing. They kept saying, cue them. And I was literally on the floor laughing. Like I kept laughing. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was amazing. And he doused Michael with it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm sure I told Michael, don't fucking listen to him. You smell fantastic. That's right. We We all went home smelling like Sirico. He would always spray us, thinking it was the best the thing. Banaka. Forget um, about the cologne, the fucking banaka. Yeah, the banaka was the obsession for his outside. Not right. me, my, my not me. My first season there, I my first time I was supposed to dress him. He, I knocked on his camper. He's like, "Who are you?" And I said, "Who I was." He's like, "Nah, I want a woman." And I was like, oh, "Okay." 
So I sent to one. And then over the course of the season, he saw me on set and knew like I was legit. But then he's like, look, I don't like this situation. So we're going to do it this way. You're going to come to me. You're going to tell me what's wrong with my clothes. I'm going to fix it myself. And you're going to tell me that I did a good job. And that's how we'll do it. Wow. Thank <laughs> God, Sarico. Best thing oh. he needed, if his call time was, if he, his pickup was at five, he needed to be up at two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. had a three-hour <laughs> three routine from to when walk. to when he could get into the car. Yeah, so yep. the shower to do his hair, the fucking hairspray, all of it. So he did his own hair before yeah. he got to work. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a th- that was a whole thing. He had to that iron his clothes. Was my first introduction, Tony Sirico, yeah. was he said, "Hi, my name is Tony. Don't touch the fucking hair." Right. I, to which I said, "Don't worry about it, honey. It's not my department." <laughs> but we actually saw him do but, his hair. Yeah. We actually saw him do his it's hair. Fascinating. It was amazing. We were all sitting there, just like going, "Oh my god, what is this?" He was like. <laughs> He'd comb it and he'd spray it for like five minutes, let it set, and then he'd comb it again and spray it for another five minutes. I mean, oh he God. went through literally a whole can of Aquanet. And we were like, holy yes. crap. Exactly. It was, Would he dye it himself yeah. besides? No, no he, he had a barber do that. He had a guy that did that. He had a guy. Yeah. Not a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, not a girl. Not a girl. Not no, a girl. it was a guy. It was a guy. Yeah. But holy crap, it was a process. Three wow. hours prep time, my God. And I Chris, we used to have to change, like so many things would happen and I'd always get a phone call, probably three or four in the morning, something's changed. So then I'd have to get up and I'd have to call 75 actors and say, you've got to come in three hours early. Yep. And it was, I knew that if I didn't make that call first, that was the death of us all. He, couldn't put, he could not get in the car. Like we would have to push. Couldn't three hours, literally. Oh, three hours. Yeah. yeah. Three hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I would need my time. There were certain things I couldn't do. I couldn't play the character without certain things. Like when I first started the show, I would have to go to the nail salon to have my acrylics done. Otherwise, I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't play the part. And then eventually I let go of that and you guys gave me the press-ons, which I was very grateful for. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I used to double, I remember I used to double Edie a lot for driving. Like she would go home. Yeah, that's right. Get in the clothes and, and do, and you would put the fake nails on me. And I couldn't do, I don't know how you guys did it, man. I couldn't oh, do anything. Not. I couldn't open a door. I couldn't drive. I couldn't right. put, you can't it. it was terrible. Nope. <laughs> That is a, a chore. It's not easy to wipe the ass with the. No. Your <laughs> Louis Vuitton nails are still my favorite of all times. Who had Louis Vuitton Louis nails? Vuitton nails. Raya had Louis Vuitton yeah. custom-made nails. Wow! Amazing. They were made for me by a high school friend of mine who became a professional manicurist named Maria Salandra. Yep. And she painted a lot of the nails for the show for me. Mm-hmm. And you guys are saying that I would come in and nails? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Look what you did. Nails at one point. I can't wait till I get to that episode. I know. 
I think we still have a couple extra left over of the Louis Vuittons that Yeah, we do. We have, we have when we get a chance, we're gonna look through our nails our nail boxes and we're gonna come up with so many like things that are so you that we'll send them to you. Oh your heads and your nails. Next time we need the nails. Props. We need the props, the heads. So you guys have to bring oh. in some yeah. stuff from the basement. I know what that means. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in the basement, I've got, what do we got from the show? We got, uh, we got Ralphie's head and hands. Uh-huh. We've got Fat Dom's head. Billy Otardo's head. We've got um, Jimmy's belly from the Jimmy's chest. Oh, from the surgery. We still have the big giant belly. We got, uh, what else You're we got? You're sitting we got, on a million uh, dollars there. We got a cleaver head of Jonathan LaPaglia in the basement. Oh, um, yeah. What else do we have from the Sopranos down there? I think that's mainly it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's like yeah. You, you, you could make almost a million dollars selling that stuff, guys. I actually have people contacting me all the time trying to buy Sopranos stuff. Well, so, yeah, us too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys know the show is up 176% in viewership in the quarantine. Wow, wow that's crazy. Wow. My kids watched it this uh, during the pandemic. Oh, really? really? Never, I How never. How old are your kids now? Because you had your baby there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, you, you were pregnant on the show. Twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not so twice on that show. I remember the Vesuvio bridal, the, 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 the baby shower. Uh, 20, just about 20 and just about 16. Oh my God. It's wow. Crazy. wow. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. It's insane. I have kids now. Oh, guys. It's weird. <laughs> I know. I I see a kid. Your, wow. I see, I see your kids on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm old. Yeah. I know. You've got, you got three? Three? I have two. two. I have two. Well, you, 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 you two. I, have two. <laughs> I would like another. <laughs> Jen, let's have a baby together, you and me. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we have left to do together, really. Really? We need yeah. One more. We need one little one to raise remember, together. Do you remember that time we were in the car going, I don't know where, and Bam was like, why can't you and Titi just get married? Oh, <laughs> we are married. <laughs> you guys know that Ginger was just living here. Well, Kristen knows for sure, and Chicken knows, but, um, and Chris knows, but she was just living here for the whole quarantine. She visited at the beginning of the quarantine and couldn't leave. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow. I was there for six months. A couple days I just, ago. I just left Tuesday. I was there for six months. Wow. What a great place, what a great place to get quarantined, though. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. All right. Joseph, where are you? Are you in Los Angeles or in New York? New York, New York. You, your right. apartment looks right super the- cool over there. It looks oh. like you have really cool wallpaper. Thank it's you. Like your, uh, yeah, it's like your outfit. It's a sea, it's seagrass. I can tell. It's very nice. <laughs> Joseph, do you remember when you when when they told me that I was dying on the show, and you were with me for a lot of that, and you were the first person to get into my trailer every morning because you would put my clothes in there, my costumes. So there was like there were two times where they they brought me in for a reshoot. So we thought I was over one day we thought it was my last day we were at some hotel i don't know what the hell scene we were shooting but i want to say it was the tiger outfit the tiger striped outfit Mm -hmm. um so you decorated my room 
and did a whole thing for my last day. Like you yeah. made me feel yeah. so special. And then oh. it was a psych out because they had to have me come back. <laughs> and you did it again. Yeah. That was when it we put on the camper, we put on the camper, I put on the camper door, Drelo and Beyonce. Oh my God, I remember that. How much I was eating those days. And my ass was like, was it Yanita? Well, my Yanita. ass was pumping, I was J-Lo. If I was uh, pumping even more, then I was Beyonce. That's right. <laughs> Oh, Joseph God. Halloween every year, what Joseph would dress up as. Yes. Oh my God. Epic. Yes. The best. Oh. What Epic. would you do? I don't remember. Again, oh. I'm sure I was hungover or, was or good. nervous. Uh, I think the most photographed one was that when I was Robin from Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, remember I remember that. that. Yes. I remember. Amazing. What about when we put together a softball team and oh, all we God. did was yes. get drunk and eat and not really play softball? Yeah. Yeah. All those boys. That's what li that's what Edie would show up to though. Edie, every Edie would come to that. Yeah. Edie and yeah, I would Edie and yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. She and I would switch off pitching. Yeah. Edie, she came to every game. Lorraine came to some games. Jamie. Yeah. It was uh, always all the electric uh, all the electric all the electric electrics, Tim yeah. Van Patten, all the production. Just Abraham all the time. Yeah, Phil Abraham. That's right. We had the best. You know time. who did not go to those games? <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> yeah. None um, of the guys. Almost none of the guys came. Yeah, it was the so ladies much. always came. Yeah, Sherpa. Yeah, I think wise guys Johnny don't play came a couple times, and I think yeah. Sherpa came once just to say hi. I think he came once. Yeah. But yeah, we had the He's best time. Every time Sherpa, his first season. Every time he would show up on set would be on the back of a fire truck. Do you guys remember that? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time. He would oh always say, get picked up? No, I'm good. And then a fire truck would pull down that street and he would be on the back of the fire truck every single time for the first season. Every day. Why is that? Buscemi had the relations to the fire department. What, what was Sharifa's? I don't know. It was so, know. He just wood. I don't want to cut into everyone's Sunday and take y'all away from your families all day. I want to let you guys get back to your worlds on a Sunday. I don't want to leave. Thank you so much for having me. I know. I feel like we oh, so thank you for having time. us. Thanks for taking the time, guys. This was really great. Can we do this with more people? Yeah, we could. Can you imagine? Oh, we need to get the other person. Who should we do it with next? Who should we bring on? <laughs> we got we to gotta get the kids on. Jamie, yes. Lynn, Robert. Yeah. 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 Those are our I little babies. Them. Right. That okay. would be fun. Well, yep. And who else? But Marchetti Aida. is Mar Aida. Aida. Aida for sure. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. And so is Marchetti. Yep. Yeah, and Marchetti. Yeah. Yep. Let's just do round two with those guys added. <laughs> oh, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy to see everybody and hear everybody's stories. You guys have yeah. to have more things to tell me so you can remind me of my life. I don't remember yeah. shit. <laughs> so we need to get together like an actual bar and hang out and just shoot yeah. the shit. Yeah. I can't wait yeah, to be back absolutely. in New York at some point. Yeah. Yeah. All us. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Gangster Goddess broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> God, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Gangster Goddess broadcast is a UV Ways and Monkey Mind Music Group production. Executive produced by Dre and Chris and theme song by UV Ways. Oh.